I grabbed a girl's ass in Genoa. That's how you say hello. I just, I don't. What, <laughs> the Genovese hello. That's the Genovese hello. I don't know what you guys are. I do that to my grandmother and I have. So I, what's the big deal? I, All right. Moving forward. I'll keep the finger blasting to a minimum. <laughs> I, I didn't know you guys were so uptight. <laughs> You are spinning at 33 and a third RPMs on Ear and Loathing. This is episode 33 with the Gitmo Bros, the number one rockers forever. Welcome. Hey, uh, guess who is on the line with me? He is, well, first of all, I'm shedding a single tear as I sit here. Alone. Just alone, all by myself. Yeah. And uh, just let me have my moment for a second here. Yeah, take it, take it. I feel lonely. <laughs> I miss McGitmo Bros. McGitmo Bros. I'm all alone. I'm all alone with a daybed. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, speaking of a uh, guy who's not here right now, who's usually here, uh, but still calling in to fulfill his contractual obligations, it is the media darling of Ear and Loathing. Why don't you say hello to the good people? I'm running a real estate empire by day, one-third of the Gitmo Bros by night, doing it all from a supply closet in Santa Monica, <laughs> California. George Burns White III, this is your life. <laughs> I mean, even Steve Jobs started in a garage, right? I yeah, mean, he, you're, you're in a friggin' supply closet. I am. I am. Yeah, and he had, to pull, he had to pull up the garage door and, and, and ease it down by himself. Wozniak yeah. wasn't helping with that. You know that. Oh, oh no, no way. Sitting in the corner. Neither was Paul Allen or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Allen. None of those guys. Paul <laughs> Allen. Guys Gates was looking over his shoulder, ripping everything off, right? Right. Wo yeah. Woz was uh, up to his elbows in giblets. <laughs> giblets in the Us Festival, right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, wasn't he the one that spent like whatever that was because he yeah. wanted to meet Van Halen or whatever yeah. in the clash like he spent 2.5 million dollars or whatever for a <laughs> yeah. per minute or whatever it was for the was. It's 10 minutes in society when when people cared about the was <laughs> yeah there was <laughs> yeah uh, so anyway uh also calling in from the north star he's my north star he's george's north star and nobody mm -hmm. cares, but he's also the Waz's North Star. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say hello? Baringa, give a man a fish and he'll eat today. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat forever. Unless that man is George White, because he doesn't eat fish. <laughs> it's true, I don't. Yeah. Not even in fish stick form, which you can dunk in ketchup. When I was a kid, maybe, but not, yeah, no, no H salt for me. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No Arthur, Arthur Treacher's. <laughs> What's Arthur Treacher? What's that? I don't know what that it's is. A, it's a, another one of those. Yeah, another places. one of those those chains of, of seafood places. What a name that, you know, kind of a, a enticing name that is. Arthur Treacher. <laughs> I know. What, is it called Captain Hook or something? Or? Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Hamilton, mm. you're you're representing Captain Hook Fish and Chips. You have to have the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here we are at Ear and Loathing, episode thirty-three, and uh, you know who is in the torture chamber today? That would be George. Yeah, that's right. And I'm consulting the the manual right now. Oh, look here. <laughs> manual <laughs> what does the manual say it was point six point two what is that? yeah <laughs> and it's uh i'm turned to page uh 69 you know that's right yeah. wow and it says that uh george is going to take lead us down to a place where people don't seem to care too much about anything but just a just a cool breeze a whittling stick <laughs> <laughs> a whittling stick is stick. that what you said a whittling stick yeah, yeah. whittling stick a swimming and, hole. I don't know. <laughs> and stone and, soup. <laughs> stone soup. <laughs> and killing goddamn Democrats. <laughs> Fucking job one. Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. Ah, oh, Clem. Good to hear from you, man. So <laughs> ah, yeah. Clem has opened the door to George, who is going to now take over the next few minutes and uh, let us know what's going on. Right. This is this is part two of worst song ever of Ear and Loathing winners, um, Brock Eats. Oh my God. Brock Eats. Ear and Loathing. Brock Eats. Get more boats. Brock Eats. Ear and Loathing. Brock Eats. Get more boats. So if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, we have done so far 32 episodes and just coincidentally, brackets, it's a brackets, is uh, is 16 entries. So we've already done part one. And do we want to remind people who the winner of part one oh, was? We do. Linda Perry and uh, four, four non-blondes. Yep. With, what is it? Was it called Hey? Or is it called What's, what's Going up? On? What's Up? It's Sorry, What's okay. Up. That was the worst torture song of episodes one through 16. And now that we're in episode 33... George will complete the task by by will review the songs from 17 through 32 and determine who is the worst of that grouping. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll go head to head with Linda and whoever wins this one. Correct? That's exactly. We're going to find a winner tonight. You know, and a lot of people are watching, you know, whatever, the uh, National National League, American League Division Series of, of, of baseball. Dodgers and Padres? Dodgers and Padres, whatever. But, but a, a select few are hearing this segment and are going to find out what's the worst song in Ear and Loathing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they got the inside track with the Damn right with they the real juicy information. Okay, so uh, let's let's get this bad boy rolling here. Yeah, let's dive in. There's some real pieces of shit here, guys. Ready? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to kick it off right away with the Smuggler's Blues. Okay. Versus Madonna's American Life. Oh, let's see. That's easy. It is for me too. It's way easy. Well, for it's, George, it's easy. Well, it's it's Madonna is way worse than I mean. Glenn Frey's got a song. There's some craft to it. It's a fucking. There's fucking some sweet hooks in it. Yes, it's corny. It absolutely is corny. And uh, what is it? Didactic. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> telling you. But fuck, it's it's so much better than fucking that Madonna garbage. Not to mention it was journalism. Right? Yeah, it was journalism, goddammit. Yes. Did Pepsi paid for it? Is he the Pepsi guy or is that Don? Yeah, he, that was his big thing was, you know, saying, hey, man, if Pepsi wants to give me a million dollars, you know how much they invest in inner cities like they do? 
Yeah, they okay. help people out. They yeah. love it. They love to do that. They're not just drug dealers. Oh, wait, they are. So, yeah, so I think it's without a doubt it's fucking uh, Madonna's worse. Madonna's worse. Yeah. And, and I, George, I, I'm thinking you're going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're going to say mm-hmm. Glenn Fry because you've already explained to me ad nauseum how much you hate that song. But I do George, hate George calls me in the middle of the work day and just says, hey, Damon, do you remember how much I hate Glenn Fry, uh, Smokers <laughs> Blues? He does that all the time. I do, but I, I'm with Aaron. I think American life's worse. Oh, really? <laughs> I do, yeah. Then I guess I don't get a vote. <laughs> you know what? I think I was going to say that, too. So right. I guess well, it doesn't really matter either You way. don't need to ask George like anything. He only comes up when, it, when it's necessary. You don't need to worry about what he says. Yeah. No, you don't. No, I know, but that was one I knew for sure that he hated. Uh, but guess what? I, I was wrong. That's right. Well, let us <laughs> wait, move wait. on. Hold on. I uh, I was wrong on that. Uh, <laughs> it's a pity you don't have a, a, a drop for this. Yeah. You were wrong. So I messed up. Shut up. I <laughs> <laughs> got that one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next one. Moving on. This is this is another good one. So Wipeout by the Fat Boys and Mike Love versus <laughs> Halloween by Halloween. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I have Damon. Let's alternate because I blurted out last time, so you blurt out. Okay. For, you blurt out this time. We'll alternate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the, the like I said, I think I said this on one of the recent episodes. I guess it was Puffy, where <laughs> they, you know, at least the Fat Boys were trying to have fun and and create some mirth and you know a, a good time party song, while Puffy was just like a giant dickhead. Right. Um. And I feel like it, I'm going to make that same argument here. The Fat Boys were at least trying to have fun in, in a goofy sort of juvenile way. Um, so I'm not mad at them for that. I am mad at Halloween for <laughs> w- what what they've created. So I'm going to go with worst song is Halloween. I will say that the worst song is the Fat Boys because the boys in uh, Halloween had to learn their craft and become virtuosos at it yes they did bad business after that but there's a lot of talent there uh as far as just musical ability uh crap song those i say the fat boys are worse aaron you don't think it's a skill to hold a pizza two hamburgers <laughs> and a chocolate shake at the same time for yeah. photo shoots <laughs> and die easy. when you're 38 that's not, not easy, easy. They, and two of the boys to fat paid the ultimate price <laughs> So, yeah, so it's on George's narrow yeah. shoulders. It's all you, George. I, I agree with Aaron about that. I, because Halloween, yeah! they're serious about it. They're, they were, like, worked on it. It's not just a lark. I, I, the opposite logic. So What is yeah, it, I'm, gang up on Damon Day? What is, what is this? <laughs> well, we're about to find out. Because next. I thought Glenn, George in the torture chamber. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> we're about to find out. Because uh, next is Blind in Texas versus Barbie Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't. So, so I go. I go first. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that Barbie Girl is worse. I'm going to say that Barbie Girl is. I mean, that's fucking. That's awful. Those two together, boy. They're. I. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to take it fucking back. I'm going to turn. I'm going to take it fucking back. You know what? I'm thinking about it, and I can't let Wasp get away with it. Uh, Wasp <laughs> is fucking worse. There's something mildly funny. The girl is cute and fucking Aqua, <laughs> but that guy's voice. Come on, Barbie. Come on, Barbie. Let's go yeah. party. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, okay. Um, I'm going to fucking say it right now. 
And it's that. It's that guy. It's that guy. I had to remember him. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. That one's worse than Blind in Texas. Done. Oh, wait. So you switched again? I, I went back. I, I went. I fucking. Jesus. That's how <laughs> oh, bad just it that, was. that guy pushed you over the edge. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Klaus or whatever. Him. I think we had an yes. argument about what, which guy he was. That's Klaus, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. Sorry. Yes. Um, so here's my reasoning on this, on my decision. They're both really horrible, but with Barbie Girl, I felt like at the time I knew little kids uh, when that song was popular and, and I remember they liked it a lot. They loved dancing to it and singing to it. And it was almost like this fun, um, kind of, uh, you know, what would you call it? Like meshing together of two things they loved, which is dumb pop songs and a Barbie doll, you know? Right. So it was for them, it was fun to sing along. So kids being happy about something, I don't want to take that away from them. Uh, it's unfortunate that a lot of adults like that song too, but what are you going to do? A lot of them, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think that song gets a pass for me just because it made kids happy, and that's fine with me. Right. Um, but Dumb in Texas made no one happy. <laughs> They're dumb everywhere. Yeah. They're so I, I'm going, I'm, <laughs> I'm going with, with, uh, with the Texas song. Okay. George, yes. split so it. So I get, I get to decide, huh? I get to yeah. chime in on this. Um, it, it, surprisingly, I think Blind in Texas is worse. <laughs> oh, look at me. I yeah. won. Yeah. Boy, yeah. I'm different. I'm different. Turns out I was a fabulous kid. I was yeah. going to say, you almost, bro- you almost broke into Broadway there. I'm different. <laughs> I'm different from you, but it's okay. But teacher, I'm Captain Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead, George. Okay. Uh, never been to me versus <laughs> Hey Now, you're an all-star. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Do I go first? Okay, you go first. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I know where this is going. Because I think Aaron was super bummed. I'm, I'm just, I'm just predicting what you're going to say. I may mm-hmm. be wrong, um, but I already know what I'm going to say. But Aaron uh, was was disturbed by the songwriting of Charlene. Yes. But uh, really, like All Star was something that you know kind of punched right into his soul, like yeah. c- climbed down his his esophagus and just started battering his his organs. So I think uh, he's going to say all-star already and i think i'm going to say that too because i think charlene she's a good singer and that was a good melody of a song and it was very catchy except for the lyrics were so atrocious but all-star there's really nothing about it that was interesting so i think george you don't get a vote unless aaron i'm speaking for you no no you're right about that you're right about that i view uh, all-star as the uh is responsible for the mess we find ourselves in today (laughs) like only a little kidding yeah, <laughs> I'm only being a little outrageous because I truly believe that you could trace it back uh, to particular places. And uh, this is one of those places for yeah. real. This is like one of the stones at Stonehenge. <laughs> to turn society wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That set yeah. us on this path to this long national nightmare. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It was all star. It was was that guy's name Greg or something? What did we? Yeah, Greg? Greg Camp. Greg Camp. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> or something. I, I I thought I thought Greg Camp sang Jeopardy. What? <laughs> yes, he did. The Greg Camp. Greg Greg conspiracy. Band. Greg Kinban. Greg yeah. Kinban. Right. Kinfusion. Oh, the conspiracy was another name. Greg yeah. Kin and Greg Kinsp- Kin. Conspiracy was the record, I believe. Oh, the record. Right, right, right. Our loves in Jeopardy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think I, I glossed over him as a potential torture, but I, those, some of his songs are actually pretty good. I like that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good, yeah, it's a good song. It's a fucking great fucking early 80s fucking what's that one that's his other song right that's another good one there you go i like that one too turns out i like greg ken what do you know i think he went to the eddie money school of how to dress as a rock star which is just wear a dumb suit right yeah right place to go sure eddie money's fucking half a cop still no matter where he goes so like what do you expect right this is kind of the, the Nick Nolte from from uh, right. It's the same. It's the same beige, fucking huge boxy suit. Yeah, yeah. non fitting <laughs> shouldered. Yeah, he looks like a pile of laundry. <laughs> oh, how come I can't remember the name of that movie? Forty eight hours. hours. Yeah, forty eight hours. Right, right, right. Yeah, the, the rumpled Nick Nolte look. Yeah. Oh, come on! <laughs> it's a smoking cigarette. Here. Yeah. Right. Just like, uh, hey, uh, here's breakfast. N word punches Eddie Murphy in the face. Like that was that was the humor of that movie. It was. God damn it! Whatever his girlfriend's name. Oh, Rita, come on! I make you feel good. You make me feel good. What's the problem? All right, moving on. Moving on. on. The, the next one's a real motherfucker. Okay. um... The next one is uh, our old friend Vic with um, Letter to My Teenage Son. Oh, boy. Oh, versus, boy. Versus Bruno Rattellini's Respect Yourself. Oh, 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 no. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. What does it say about us if we don't choose the other one is the problem. It's, it's, I feel judged. I mean, yeah. that's what this whole yeah. thing is. I know. Uh, who's, who's, who goes first? Uh, I, I think you do. Yeah, I Damon, Damon, Damon did an all-star right. speech. Yeah, um, his soapbox. Um, I will say, wow. I um, feel like the, like if you call your mechanics in like 1987, and you you go, "Hi, uh, I'm this is Damon with the rabbit. Uh, is Bruno there? No, Bruno's out to lunch. You can talk to Vic. Like that. That's <laughs> they're both there. He, yeah, he's the manager of the. Or just he's the out. manager, yeah. the owner of the shop. Lumber. Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that Vic is worse because the Pointer Sisters were in Bruno's, uh, <laughs> and so they 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 are talented. And despite the awful guitar sound, despite everything else, Vic is just a, a, a fucking bitter cunt. Yeah, I I'm drunk going- on ham. <laughs> ham and bourbon we said right <laughs> he's a ham drunk yeah we had glue we had martinis and we also have coke now <laughs> in this equation but um yeah bruno bruno Rattellini was just sort of like ill-conceived you know coke faucet turned on you know right. that that had nothing to it, it was just, it wasn't offensive on the on the level that vic was and, and just like the the hypocrisy and the judging and, right. and 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 completely clueless about how to be a good parent to be a good right. citizen to be open-minded like he, he checks all the boxes of, of prick yeah and bruno Rattellini didn't care what you thought about it or didn't even care enough to be in the room vic gave a shit yeah you know ooh, ooh scary yeah, Bruno. Right. Yeah, Bruno probably sniffed some glue in his time and was okay with his <laughs> teenage son, with Vic's teenage son. So, okay, that, where, where are you going to go on that, George? I'm I'm kind of on board with you guys, but one thing happened to me is I honestly forgot what song that Bruno was doing 
I knew it was oh. some soul song that he ruined, and I couldn't remember what it was, so I had to go and watch and look at the, go to YouTube and watch the video, and it just turned me even more sour. Just <laughs> the one where he's in the bar? It's, it's fucking Pat McCormick in the beginning, yeah. like, yep. listen, Bruno, this place is dead. You better fix it or whatever. So <laughs> right. Just God fucking, damn it, so dumb. And then the Pointer Sisters are all there all coked out and singing in the booths, and uh, it was yeah. fucking horrible. It, was just, it, was, it really was. So it would have been a fight for me, but... But Vic's such a, it's just such a unique piece of shit that, yeah. you know, it's hard to, it's hard not to pick that. So you guys picked it anyway. So that was torture magnifique. It was. All right. So Vic, it is. Okay. Um, interesting little fight here. Uh, Tiffany with, I saw him stand, him standing there versus she loves my cock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, you go. I go first. Okay, yeah. This is this is an easy one. Tiffany was just kind of throwaway, stupid, and you know it was the uh, the violation of a just a classic, but it wasn't super offensive. It was just dumb. Uh, she loves my cock. Is just was just you know there's like another <laughs> level, and it was you know when I listen. That's the most recent one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or one of the it's thirty. It's thirty one. Yeah, thirty one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> As I was editing it and I was revisiting those the moments, the glory of that song, I was just, it, it really was still angering me in the moment. And I wanted to call you guys and get you back on the Zoom call so we could continue the, the tirade. <laughs> it's just, he was trying so hard to be edgy and, and controversial. And it was just so fucking transparent and lame. Lame, that's the thing, is even young Damon at 18 or something, whatever his target demo was, would have gone, dude, come on. You're trying so fucking hard. You, you look even worse. Like, calm down. So anyway, there's my, that, it's him uh, for me. Yeah. The same, the same. Okay. I, w- I was sorry. I was just cracking up because that was the, what are we doing with our lives moment for me? Because you were talking about, it was zero, zero irony or zero. And he went like, look, well, she loves my cock. I don't think that <laughs> this right, like it's right past. And you, just, you hear that title and you're like, what? <laughs> Do you think on the set list, it just says cock, you know, like prayer, you know, like for living on a prayer just says cock. That's what it says on the set list on the ground that the roadies yeah. taped in front of Jesse James Dupree. Cock. Yeah, and the, and the roadie thinks he's funny by drawing a picture of a cock next to it, <laughs> or maybe that's just it. He doesn't even write cock; he just puts the, you know, that kind of amateur picture that looks like a big water balloon and then two circles. <laughs> like that you that you draw draw in the back of someone's dirty window of their car, like <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. wash, wash me, yeah. and then a big cock shooting sperm, <laughs> or as Jesse James would say, jizz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, uh, Rico Suave versus I Can't Dance. <laughs> hmm. uh, I go first? Yeah. Uh, I Can't Dance is worse. It's uh, legends uh, not caring and succeeding wildly. So, like, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's weird on all kinds of levels. Legends, who I like, pandering, succeeding wildly, and it's a dog shit song. So there's no <laughs> consequence for them. None. No yeah. ill consequence at all. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about Gerardo. He did what what Dizzy Dean Shepard was trying to do, right? Which was <laughs> was that his name? Dizzy? No, Dude. Jesse James. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting confused with the other guy. Right? You're right. thinking of the, of the guy from Girls School, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, Brittany Fox. Brittany Fox. Sorry. Well, Girls School's the song. Sorry. Yeah. Girl right, right. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who cares? But uh, anyway, uh, 
Gerardo actually succeeded in being a little bit controversial. Like that song was was pretty provocative in its time, and actually had some funny, clever lines in it. You know, even though it was it was pretty just you know all around dumb. Um, he he did he did kind of like he had this smir- this kind of smirky attitude that really I think pissed off a lot of people, as I recall. And then Genesis was like Aaron said, they just that they didn't even phone it in. They just like they put it in one of those Manila envelopes, an inner office memo. <laughs> And wrote to everyone regarding yeah, and, and everything. Is, yeah, left it over the weekend. Like it wasn't even, there's no urgency to it. It's just like, if we get to this next week, we get to it. Who cares? So that's. And problematically, they did a reply all in like emails. Like everyone had to deal with it. Like, oh, God damn it. Not to everyone. No. Yeah. Just just, to, just like, I love, I love the uh, mental envelope thing. That was such a lost thing where he has the big string. You have to tie around both <laughs> yeah. because you don't want anyone to get in. No one's getting in here. And yeah, it, on right. the outside, it says, it just, it just from Genesis to yeah. everyone, R.E. Jeans. And that's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess it's I Can't Dance. Yeah. Where would you have gone, George? Uh, I, I agreed. Same place, yes. Okay. Okay. Last one in this in this round. Um, bad Medicine versus Ooh. Rocky. <laughs> and if you don't remember Rocky, that's the one where uh, Aaron presented where uh, – Aaron, take it from here. What what was that? What that song about? There's a the punch in the gut where she's dead in at the end. Yeah, right, 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 right. The the mom the mom dies at childbirth or shortly after. Right, uh, right. and uh, it, but it's but it's peppy as fuck. <laughs> like right, it's all the schoolhouse beat, rock right? music. The schoolhouse rock music was more menacing, like in a big way, like in a major way, compared to the one about a dying woman and a guy who thinks about ending it himself, but goes, "Nah, I better not," because a ghost tells him not to. Right. Good logic. So that versus bad medicine. Yeah, yeah. Rocky, uh, I have an incurable disease and I don't know. Yeah, and, and no no access to in 1975 America, no access to yeah. healthcare. Yeah. yeah. So you you go the Doctor first said, opinion. second opinion. Nope, yeah, she's dying. Sit. Yeah, did you speak to a doctor? Was it a guy in a white coat? Like Who did Sorry. you speak to? Nope. Was it the colonel? It's done. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's Rocky and uh, Bad Medicine. Bad, Bad Medicine. Oh, well, by you know where I'm going with this. Like, yeah, Rocky had that fun kind of, you know. <laughs> speaking of ghosts, like Scooby and Shaggy getting chased yeah. by by a ghoul around the haunted mansion, kind of right. beat to it. <laughs> but, 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 so I can at least tap my toe to that. Rock roll. Yeah. <laughs> but that, uh, come on, it's fucking buns. What are you going to do? That, that song, too. That's like other Bon Jovi songs might have gotten beat by Rocky, but not fucking that one. That one's an all time shitter. Yeah, totally. Oh, so buns, fuck. buns, buns all the way. Yeah. Buns, yeah. buns, buns. <laughs> Would you have gone buns as well, George? Yeah, I believe I'm, I'm on the buns train there. Yeah, wow. Okay. okay. One of his own. One of my own. I, yeah. I, well, you know, I, I, I choose Blind in Texas, too. Speaking of, let's get back to the beginning of round two. Eight songs left. American Life versus Wipeout. <laughs> uh, it's my turn, right? I go first with uh, this one? No, I think you just went. Okay, yeah. you go. Okay. Um, I don't know my horses. Yeah, she was so earnest. 
So, and, and the fat boys were just, you know, they were just trying to grab their surfboards and, and head to the beach and hook up with the beach boys. That's all they were trying to do. Yeah. And she was, she was sort of lecturing us. Oh, I forgot. She also was, um, telling us how, how hard her life is with the trainers and the, and the butlers and the gardeners and everything. So fun. a trainer and a gutner, the bartling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, telling us about her staff in triplets. so okay yeah it's madonna for sure for me yeah yeah because yeah the fat boys are pure of heart i mean they're they're uh, they're clogged of heart clogged of heart they're poor of heart attack (laughs) they were pork of heart but uh but yeah no but but madonna was not she was had evil intentions she was flexing completely unnecessarily and uh, during the housing crisis, no less, I think, uh, just, just bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Shame on housing crisis. <laughs> Shame on you, Madonna. Uh, the next one is is a, a surprisingly good fight. Blind in Texas versus All-Star. Oh. It's a fucking rough one. That's like a football game you think it won't be good. You're like, wait a second. Is it my turn? Do I go? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's All-Star. Like, easily, easily, easily. Because Blackie is a cartoon to me, like he's a fucking lumphead, lunkhead cartoon. But he probably likes the song All Star, so you know, <laughs> All Star wins. It's like rock. Pa- it's like the paper and rock paper scissors where it just covers the rock, it just covers it, <laughs> covers it entirely. You can't even see the rock anymore. And it pulls a fast one and covers the scissors too. <laughs> so where were the scissors too? Oh, can't even play the game. Um. I'm going to say, who knew we would get two references to rock, paper, scissors on this show? <laughs> yeah, right? That's pretty interesting. Um, so, oh, wow. See, this one's a little more of a quandary for me because it is. as dumb as I, as, as I think uh, All-Star is, you know, don't forget that, that, that Blackie was like a one, four, five, and he was just screaming all the way through. Right. And it didn't make any, like, no one cares that he got drunk in a bunch of different cities in Texas. The armadillo race. Yeah, there was an armadillo race. <laughs> Where he cheated. Yeah, right. And he cheated. Yeah. And so, in this case, cheaters win. I'm going with, with uh, Blind in Texas. All right, George, you got to split it, baby. All right, well, for, for me, All Star is a far worse song than Blind in Texas. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Okay, these are this is these are these next ones are real. Okay, so um, a letter to my teenage son, fighting with, she loves my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I shit. bet you Vic Vic would be so happy if he like if you said I want you to look sixty years into the future, Vic. Are you with me? You're going to see three men separated by miles, and yet they're still talking about you. Well, that's good news. Yeah, but it's not all good news. <laughs> You're up against a song by a band called Jackal. What? Jackal. The Jackals? No, just Jackal. Vic, you might want to pour another martini for this. Where's that glue? Exactly. He just goes crazy. Son, where's that glue? I've seen the future. Hey. Give All me right. that paper bag, goddamn you. <laughs> <laughs> Throws the martini glasses, breaks it on the ground. He's just not good enough anymore. He's like, I'm huffing tonight, Angela. <laughs> he, he empties the glue into the martini glass with the martini <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Angela's on the phone. 
Vic's having another one of his glue nights. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> he's outside howling at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so who goes first uh, this time? Uh, yeah, you can go. I think I do. Oh, Vic, yeah, this is really, really hard for me. Vic versus um, Jack. Uh, she loves my cock. Yeah. Well, all right. I, this it is very difficult, and I'm I, I have to grab onto something to make my decision. Is it a cock? <laughs> <laughs> I am grabbing several cocks, <laughs> like ski poles. <laughs> this will get me down the mountain. <laughs> Provide you the stability you need. Yeah. Uh, look, Vic meant it, and uh, Dizzy fuckhead didn't. <laughs> He was he was all fraud. Vic was really that much of a dick. He, you know, I hate his message, but it was true to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dizzy's a fuck, or what's his name? Jesse James. Sorry, yeah. Jesse James is a fucking fraud. He's that's that's a worse song. Even though it's not necessarily a worse song, it's just what the the sentiment right. behind both of them. It, like it, it, that's a fucking fraudulent song. So I'm going with with uh, with a uh, cock song. Yeah, because it's stupid. It's stupid more than anything. He's trying to do something, and he's not even good at that. He's just fucking stupid at it. Yeah. So fuck him. Yeah, he's worse. Oh wow. Okay. I support yeah. Vic any day, <laughs> especially when I imagine him all depressed, high on glue, wearing thirteen fucking uh, lampshades, just bumping into himself. <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> Standing in a ficus, wrestling with a Christmas tree. Yeah. After after there's there's a certain uh, you know point he crosses over. I don't know the number of martinis. It's probably like five or six, where he just throws open the front door and goes, "This generation." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just in his fucking tidy whities fucking <laughs> army issued 1950 underpants but he's still wearing his his uh his uh dress shirt from the office yeah from that yeah. earlier that short day sleeve. short sleeve short, short sleeve, sleeve. He's sleeve. management <laughs> yeah short sleeve <laughs> he's got like a leveler in his pocket <laughs> the neighbors just all oh, these close the door there he knows yeah. like it's Fuck. just okay they close their front doors he's up. it's another elmer's weekend <laughs> Uh, All right. right. Yeah. So uh, where would you have gone on that, George? That was a tough one for me. I really, I I, I think I would have gone with She Loves My Cock for the reasons you guys said. I think I would have ended up there. But that that was a very tough one. It really was. As is the next one, because much like the Blind in Texas versus All Star, I Can't Dance versus Bad Medicine. They're both the same kind of shitty song. (laughs) (laughs) Like a band that you like, George, that suddenly... Just right. took, just fell off the cliff. Which one of us? I think I just went first. Yeah. Okay. I would say that uh, Genesis doesn't hurt my my ears. It hurts my feelings, <laughs> but it doesn't hurt my ears. And and like everything about it is painful. I imagine John having to sing it or negotiate. Uh, you know, finding like, oh, we're going to keep in the regular key. Great, awesome, fucking terrific. You know, Bogota's going to love this, and having to figure out what he's going to do, and it still hurts him. You know. Like everything about it is painful, and so I say for the pain that it's darn near childbirth pain, <laughs> uh, I would say that that one is worse, uh, 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 John. Okay. Yeah, worse. I got to go. Usually it's the pants over the buns, but this time it's the buns <laughs> over the pants. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Plus, right. you're, you're all wrapped up in, in big gene money over there, shape hippotone. You, got, you are you quietly are. keeping yeah. you in the life you've grown accustomed to. 
It's not Pepsi <laughs> for you. It's jeans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bad medicine it is. All right. Uh, okay, now down to the final four with American Life versus All Star. Go ahead, Damon. I go first, eh? All right, let's see. American Life versus All Star. All Star just doesn't bother me as much as you guys, even though I don't ever need to hear it again. And I didn't need to hear it the first 7,000 times I heard it in 1998 or whatever that was. But, um,. It just does, yeah. So it's got for me. It's Madonna. She's a she's such a she's a a bit of a, a royal cunt in that song. So I I got to go with her. She her her message is is disturbing. Right. I think that it's it it has it sort of comes down to one of my earlier arguments where it it's an artist who I respected a lot. I still have a lot of respect for what Madonna has accomplished and what she's done and all the hats she was able to wear. And now she's just gone off the deep end and just is, I think actually something might be wrong with her. So that's too bad. <laughs> and I think it may have started around uh, this song. Yeah, so I will, I will say that like, and it's boy, I mean, it is a real revelation how awful that is and how powerfully awful it is to a lot of people that George found. It would have never occurred to me and why yeah. there's three of us and th three individuals the way we are. It never in a million years would it have occurred to me to put that into the mix of the show. And boy, has it been successful in its <laughs> shittiness. I will say that Madonna it's got easily legs. wins. Yeah. Like Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. American life it is. What did they do to my Madonna, you know? What, yeah. Oh, by the way, Jesus. can I can I interject this parenthetical thought? And I've been hearing this for fucking 30 years or something, where it's it's always some douchebag who goes... You know, you got to respect Madonna because she's such a good businesswoman. I'm like, <laughs> she's a musician. So she's supposed other, to be. Yeah, there's other things to. Why do you have to appreciate her for being a businessman? Yeah, she has. She knows where the whole bunch is. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you said you didn't like her music, someone would always counter that with, "Yeah, but she's a great businesswoman." But we are talking about her music. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, yeah, I'm why not buying her taxes? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so th there you go. George, wh wh where would you have gone on that one? American Life, for sure. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, and if you guys get a chance, read. Uh, so David Lee Roth's uh, Crazy from the Heat, his book. There's a whole there's a whole chapter about about the about just business about show business, and he addresses what you just said about. And she does her own books. Or she does her own business. Like, yeah. you know, she, it's, it's 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 good. Read it sometime. You'll love it. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Next thing. Uh, she loves my cock. Versus bad medicine. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron has to go first on this one, I think. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll say She Loves My Cock is worse just because it's it's it's, uh, it's stupid and it's not <laughs> remotely funny. There's nothing going on in it. You know, bon Jovi once were kings in their position, and these dudes can never even say that. It's a bunch of dummies trying to generate something that they can't generate on their own as craftsmen. Which John Bon Jovi fucking can, can do and did do, but those guys in fucking jackhole uh, can't do <laughs> shit, and so they fell on the easiest fucking thing and even failed at fucking that. Go make some more hot sauce, asshole. <laughs> and put the hot sauce in your asshole. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> um, and the other thing that, that we've neglected to touch on with, with Jackal was that they were doing that song in 1992. Two or something, right, George? Ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah, it? like that whole era of music was was long gone. 
For real, yeah. I mean, it yeah. was out of touch, not yeah. funny. Like, everything about it was fucking, what? At least Buns was of his time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, his songs sucked, but they were they were sucking in the right time period. <laughs> right, and they're also <laughs> crafted, you know? it's it's. I would argue that Bad Medicine is not crafted. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, but the other ones yeah more you know but um, anyway but i still i'm yeah. still going with with uh cock over Jackal. buns <laughs> right <laughs> by, by, by the way cock v buns that's what's great about this i've been using you know just you know like you know uh you know shorthand for uh like you know set list so the lat the, the championship is just is life versus cock <laughs> there you go so American Life versus She Loves My Cock. Wow, I'm surprised Madonna made it that far. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying, man. It's 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 an absolute dark horse that is way more powerful than it would have looked like from any any other person. So, I mean, George is a unique Nostradam ass. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I chose She Loves My Cock too. So you know, I- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Georgie, Lord, yeah, right. His, his his iPhone's just going to explode. <laughs> There's too much awfulness in here. <laughs> American life versus she loves my cock. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I, I have my answer. I have my answer. I have my answer. Uh, I'm going to say, is it me? Do I go? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Um, I'm going to say that uh, 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 Jackal is worse. For all the reasons that I named earlier of the two. <laughs> Let's go over them again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Damon? Uh, um, yeah, as sort of out of touch and and I think I used this phrase, let them eat cake, that mm-hmm. Madonna was, isn't mm-hmm. that song? Yeah. So, so clueless, you know, such a, such a snob. Um, she's still not offensive because she's wildly offensive in that song. Not only not only her attitude, but the fucking song itself and the and the right. rapping and everything and the yeah. uh, awful. Yeah, it doesn't offend me on the same level as cock. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so Get that pull. yeah, Get that drop. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we have uh, a winner, right, George? Would you we, have gone we, there too? We, we have a National League winner. With that was a tough one for me. I probably would have landed on cock. <laughs> Yeah. So it's cock versus what's up. What's up, cock? cock versus (laughs) what's up (laughs) for the international championship of ear and loathing. Worst song ever. Before we get to that, a little, a little, let's do a little pregame show. George, do you feel satisfied with the final outcome of round two, song 17 through 32? I do. I have my answer. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I have my answer. I have my answer. Okay. Well, now that we've we're armed with that information, we can we can proceed. I said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's have a discussion first. Let's no one go first. Let's just have a discussion. O- open dialogue here. I'm gonna I'm turning my chair around and I'm putting my baseball hat on backwards, and we're just gonna rap a little bit. <laughs> gonna rap, you know. So, so, let's just have a, just have a jam session with you guys. <laughs> yeah, skull session, guys. Just talk it through. You know, get it out. Anything goes. It's a safe space here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> cock versus <laughs> She Loves My Cock by Jackal versus What's Up by <laughs> Four Non Blondes. You know, I don't know. I mean, you figured that, like, um, she has written songs that are good for other people. Is that true? 
Yeah, I mean that pink song is a is a pleasant pop. Oh, song. Oh, that I'm coming. Out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah we're not talking about that one. <laughs> but but I'm saying, but like it's this is a big question and it deserves a big fucking answer. So you know, I gotta fucking pull it apart. All the onion layers. George, I turned my baseball cap around. Aaron sorry, can say okay. whatever he wants. Uh, okay, you know yeah, okay, George. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> Wink. Um, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's. I think that that weighs into it to, for me. Um, because like everything that they touch, as far as I can tell, probably including their fucking hot sauce, is 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 tasteless and, and <laughs> without without any merit at all. Um, so I, I mean, I, I think you can feel where I'm leaning. I, as much as I hate, like it's an epically bad song. It probably it might even be worse as a fucking song. But the jackal one is just so angering. It angers me. I'm not leaning either way. I'm just throwing this comment out there. Uh, did we come to the conclusion on the Four Non Blondes episode? I don't remember. I feel like this thought was exchanged between the three of us. I could be wrong. But didn't we say, you know, in other hands, this song could have been okay. Like, yeah. with different lyrics, singing it relax. differently. Yeah, relax and just fucking sing. Like, the acoustic backing was nice. And, she and, mm-hmm. and like, her, there was even, like, one little section where her voice sounded nice because she wasn't in, in that idiotic right. character she was doing. Mm-hmm. So, Characters. there was at least, like, a, a bed, a nugget of, right. of uh, something that you could kind of work with, with, right. with Linda. With, she loves my cock. I don't know. And by the way, I believe all all signs point to Linda not loving cock. But that's just a little thought I would offer you guys. Um, but but uh, I think, uh, yeah, I, she loves my cock. Is just I, I can't think of one redeemable thing about that song. I mean, no, I couldn't even go. Even something th- you could argue, like you, I, I can argue. I'm the best one in the world to fucking apologize somehow, some way. Pull it out. Well, you know, the times. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no, I, I, the great apologist am yeah. left on, on, uh, there's nothing to hold on to. You, everyone should be aware that the second A in Aaron's name stands apologist. for apologist. Yeah. I, yeah. I cannot and apologize the first for cock. I cannot apologize for <laughs> cock. <laughs> so I guess I, there's my reasoning. I think George, yeah, we're I weigh in. still open, still open here. Let us, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I am uh, open to all I, sides. I, I'm going the other way. I just have such a, uh, a violent reaction to uh, to uh, to Linda Perry and the Four Non Blondes, and I and you re- like Jackal. You like Jackal, so like I mean, it, it makes there is the thing that we don't have to grasp onto. You actually have, like you chose out of all the songs that exist on this planet, you chose to do a Jackal song. I did. I did choose Kick-Ass. it. Yeah. So like you yeah. have something that we do not have. Yeah. You know. So. You know, that might be the thing that we don't have any any way to grip onto it. And you do because you like them. I want to grip onto cock is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Loose but firm. I just I didn't I didn't even it's one of those songs. There was a few others here. Maybe I forget what the other ones were that I didn't realize how much it bothered me until you guys played it. <laughs> I didn't like. I wouldn't have thought of that song, but it, when we, I'm going back to how when I listened to it and the things That's why you we have up, the pod. Up, that's why we have the pod exactly. And I really have a. It go. I just. It's. It's a gut reaction to it that that really just gets me, and it's I, a I fucking, fucking hate drag, it, dude. It's it really is a drag. Bad. It's a fucking drag. That song, and it really hurts. And I, I think it's worse than she loves my cock. And for everything mm. guys are saying, uh, you know, uh, logically. Uh, she loves my cock is uh, 
is the worst song on paper, but the heart wants what the heart wants, guys. And <laughs> it's also dumb because like well, the amount that we're talking about, that fucking cunt of a song, yeah. is is so much more than it deserves. <laughs> Even if we're talking shit about it. Every time Damon says, well, look, but she loves my cock. Every time I start laughing because I, what are we doing with our lives? We're sitting here debating a song called She Loves My Cock in a supply closet on Wednesday night. We're adults. What are we doing? What are you- <laughs> okay. um, well, I, so I guess I'm the tiebreaker, eh? Uh, yeah, I guess. Because yeah, I was you- still a little bit on the fence. Yeah. I wanted to hear you guys out yeah. and... Uh, I'm I'm now thinking back to my reaction to both songs. And with Linda, I got such a sort of schadenfreude joy out of <laughs> w- watching Aaron rail and, and rave against that song that I guess I derived a little bit of pleasure from, from playing it. <laughs> like, we were able to laugh at it at least. Right, I, I, right. If you guys remember my reaction to She Loves My Cock, it was, it was just fury from, you yeah. know, from the beginning, you know. White hot rage. Yeah, you and made so, it. You made it to. Hey, you know what? Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you make it to that, that's right. yeah. So for all the reasons I just mentioned, uh, I think it's gonna have to be. Uh, she loves my cock. Takes over the number one position. Cock is number one, <laughs> <laughs> as it should be. Wow, that was epic. It was quite a fight, and I just circled the word "cock" on my on my uh, on my clipboard. You better make sure to get home safely, Georgie, uh, yeah. so that like they don't pull that out of your uh, uh, keister because you rolled down a mountain or something. <laughs> They're like, "What is this? Yeah, right. What the hell is he about? What's happened here? I see three words. The rest are crossed out. It says brackets winner cock and ear and loathing. That's what it says. And cock is circled. And all everything else is crossed out. What <laughs> and it was in his keister. It was in his yeah. keister. It was right in his keister. What was this guy uh, about? They go to this... your woman. I, I think you should sit down like in a few ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's Brock Eats. All right. <laughs> Brock Eats. Yeah, that was an extra song. long, extra long brackets. That was, was, it? It was a, that was a, that was a fight. That one. <laughs> so enjoy, listeners. Enjoy, listeners. Here we go down to the torture chamber. I've, I've taken my glasses off, put my clipboard down, dropped my pen. <laughs> I'm ready to go. All right. Torture it is. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering. Suffering. Anguish. Pain. Torture. And I believe I must go first because we're not counting episode 32, which is its own timeline. That those those guest shows, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I, Aaron went first with Mac Davis. Last oh yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. And that means I get to go first. All right. And torturing George. Mm. So let's take you back to 1985. Oh, okay. And Aaron, what was your year again? Uh, mine is 1975. Right. Yeah. I knew I wasn't stepping on you. Okay. So 1985. 
And I didn't have a department that this came from until I was reviewing my notes and I saw a sense that I had just, I had just like typed in as I was like in a, was listening and, 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 you know, just coming up with things. And I realized that it, this does come from a, a department from the three minutes of please shut the fuck up department. <laughs> okay. I need you guys to help me determine if this person is enjoyable. Was this person ever enjoyable? Is this person enjoyable now? Like in the moment, did we enjoy this person? Do we look back and enjoy this person? Like on a cellular level or just as, a, as far as the entertainer? The entertainment the, um, right. that, that this person had to offer. Because right. I, I, I can't tell anymore. Um, and this song, you know, call this a novelty song, if you will. It was, it did make the top hundred. It was a, a, a quote unquote hit single. Um, but this thing that this person is singing about was fucking huge for a long time. And I think it's still, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it, it gets unholstered still to this day in a very <laughs> not interesting way. So I think I've, I've been, uh, kind of oblique enough here. Why don't we just start the song and you it's guys good can build tell up. Let's go. Yeah. go. Yeah. Here we go. Culturally, that this happened. That's yeah. so nuts. Let's look, let's see if George can get it. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm gonna keep going, George. So nice to see you. Throw your hips into the air like Sichoris and Fred Astaire. Let's crazy go <laughs> Just looking into your eyes, darling, I can tell that you have the legs of a dancer. George, any clue? No, I know I've heard this, but I and yeah. then a keyboard sounds like every other song in the world. Right, no, right. I don't you just know gotta what it is. keep playing it. You got to keep playing it, Damon. Wait okay. for it. Wait for the light to come on, and it yeah. will blind him. <laughs> okay, here we go. So bring those legs and the rest of your body over here, and be none those private friends, sir. darling. I got to tell you something, <laughs> and I don't say this to everybody. Oh God! Oh God! Oh! Oh no! I oh! I didn't know he had a song. Oh no! If I was Vincent Price or something, I was like, "What's going on? What is this?" I'd never heard this. I didn't know he had a song. Yeah. Oh God! How do you, How is everywhere. that possible, George? How is that possible? How did you not know? You were you were like I don't I don't accept that. But moving on because it's not about that. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. I just. You. Uh, you made yourself forget it. Uh, no, in the eighties, I'm telling you, I was just. I was. I was out. I was not. I was. I wasn't watching TV. I was listening. This to does everything to do with television, Mr. Clubber, Mr. <laughs> Nightclubs. Well, this is odd. I, this I've is never part heard of this song. I've contract. never heard this song. I've never oh, wow. heard it. Okay, fair enough. Well, you're gonna hear it now. Let I, me tell boy, people. Let me tell people what it is. It's Billy Crystal, the, a comedian and actor who was very famous in the 80s. Still very famous, I, I assume. And this this was a character. With your parents. With your parents, he's very famous. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, the, even, yeah, that's the question I have for you guys is this, as we go on here is, is how, how do we look back on Billy Crystal? Because, you know, by the way, when I did my brackets of the best standups for one kind of like fleeting, like hummingbird zipping by your, by your eyeline, um, moment i thought should billy crystal oh fuck no <laughs> he's not gonna be in my stand-up list you know not as a stand-up no yeah no uh-uh. uh but he was a very popular stand-up that's the thing he would go up on stage and do a bunch of stupid yankees humor right and, and, right and, and right the thing the, and you look marvelous the and old this black bullshit. man and yeah yeah right, yeah, yeah. yeah right oh, speaking yeah. of old black man i do yeah. need to point out you if you watch this video because he was known <laughs> for these these impressions that he would do on snl Right. He was on SNL for one season that was very famous with Martin Short and Christopher Guest. And that's where you got a lot of, of his characters. It was a murderer's including... row of a, of a sub year. It was, yeah. There was like a ton of funny things that happened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But one, uh, one of the characters he created was um, this this character he's singing in right now, which is Fernando Lamas. Who, it's a kind of a parody of an old actor from who's actually Lorenzo Lamas is that Lawrence actor, is his, his dad. dad. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, uh, Fernando Lamas had, I, oh geez, was he Brazilian? Maybe I don't remember. But he had a, a, a accent, and he was always very suave on the Tonight Show, and that's where Billy Crystal got this this idea to do this character and Fernando's Hideaway or whatever it was called on SNL. Yeah. And so anyway, but just so this video is him at in the character of, of Fernando Lamas, and he's um, it's black and white, and he's doing he's also you know pulls out a couple of his SNL impressions, but I kid you not. <sighs> He managed to achieve three different black faces in one video. Wow. He's really? Prince, Tina Turner, and Sammy Davis Jr., all in blackface. And He uh, used to do Sammy Davis Jr., right? He did. And yeah. Muhammad Ali. Right. And Muhammad, yeah, no, right. I don't remember. I don't know if, if I got through the whole video. Maybe Muhammad was at the end, but he, I thought three was a pretty good number. It's sort of like, you know. Unreal. Yeah, he got, he got, he got to all of them. Just so, wasn't cool. It wasn't fucking ever cool. Like, I mean, like, there, it's not one of those things where you can go, like, different time even. I mean, you can, but like the choice of it and like the fact that a lot of other people didn't do it should say something even about 1985. Yeah. You know, like people are going, ay, ay, ay. It's, that's what I'd like to explore with you guys is like, this was so fucking ubiquitous and okay, here, I have a little audio treat to play for you to kind of back up my case about how this was everywhere. I mean, George, you remember the character of... Fernando Lamas oh, that oh, Billy right. Crystal did, right? Well, see, I, th- I'm, I'm, I don't know. Not where that you I saw was. the video. I don't know. Where I was for this day, but, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't even know he was doing Fernando Lamas. I knew he had a thing called Fernando's Hideaway, and he said, "You yeah. look marvelous." And everybody, okay, okay, would good. say that in society, "You look marvelous." I knew what they were doing. Right, so we have that base to to start. We at, do. Right? I don't know if I ever saw the sketch. I, I mean, I saw it in passing, maybe, but I couldn't yeah. tell. He feels like he was in like a. Like a, a booth, like a restaurant booth or like a... Exactly. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. And so just to illustrate to you guys and to everybody about how ubiquitous this was, I found this and uh, it's it's a 30-second commercial. It's Billy, not in the Fernando clothes and costume and everything. It's him kind of in a Cosby sweater. Yeah. And uh, just listen to this. And also enjoy the uh, fake Randy Newman singer too. Okay. And the uh, the jingle. So it's it's got everything. It's uh, here, here you go. Enjoy. You change the way you look. Can you see that? Of course, it's exciting. And I'll tell you something, darling. You look marvelous. No other taste attracts so much attention. Absolutely. 
absolutely marvelous. He's singing to a Diet Pepsi can, or to, uh, talking to a Diet Pepsi can. Right. I, I do He's remember that. Christ. Diet Pepsi, the most refreshing invention. And not only do you look marvelous, my little 12-ounce darling, but you taste marvelous. No other taste attracts so much attention. This tastes marvelous. I hope that Randy Newman sued everyone. <laughs> Even God, just like the idea, it. the philosophy of soda. He sued Cosby sweaters. And he hopes Jesus. he sued Glenn Fry just because Glenn <laughs> loves Pepsi so much. He loves endorsing Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it so much. How did you get a room, Glenn? <laughs> so this fucking Fernando impression was everywhere. Even it was, where he just it was he's, everywhere. It's super up close to his face and he's holding this Pepsi can and then like the uh I think if you guys remember the slogan was the choice of a new generation. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. annoying. That's a little annoying sidebar to this larger thing. But the I didn't even bother sending you guys the lyrics of this fucking "You Look Marvelous" song (laughs) because it's just like I'm glad that you didn't send them. Yeah, and it's and it really is. I mean, I wasn't being facetious when I said it's three minutes of please shut the fuck up because these jokes aren't funny. This impression was like wore out its welcome in about. And here's the thing: he's still super proud of this. This because his big thing is saying, unlike everything SNL has ever done, where they have cue cards and everything's written, we used to improvise uh, Fernando's hideaway. Meaning the guests were just getting interviewed, so they didn't have any lines to remember. But uh, he would just improvise all of his cracks and his, you know, his his uh, his questions and his responses to their. Uh, answers but i watched a couple of them george steinbrenner was a, was a famous one and uh, he loves ringo star right? right and they were fucking funny they were not funny at all like they like <laughs> will ferrell shit is still funny and uh you know eddie murphy stuff is still funny and uh you know kate mckinnon stuff is still, fucking name uh, dozens of other snl sketches a plenty that, of stuff from the time from so it's not yeah. like that that time was bad it wasn't some yeah. of the greatest things that SNL ever did, and this was not during Lorne Michaels' era, was great. Right. Fucking great. Martin Short and Chris Guest stuff, fucking top shelf. Ed, fucking top shelf. Joe Piscopo. <laughs> fucking <laughs> funny. Yeah, and fucking Billy Crystal is funny. He's totally funny. But this shit, and when he, and he insisted on it, and he would give you that little smirk like, I'm adorable. And he insists on telling you that, too. He's, an, he ins, he's a little insistent, I would say. <laughs> Somebody's mommy told him he was the little captain of entertainment. <laughs> You're the male of entertainment. <laughs> Fuck. So, so uh, like, we'll keep listening for a bit, and I, I can, we, he, can awesome. just keeps, he keeps delivering these stupid lines. And the other funny thing is, like, at one point he starts breaking down, like, who's who's marvelous, right? And he, and he starts naming, like, Madonna and, and Chaka Khan and stuff, because they, they were popular at the time. And then he starts naming like old actresses that he's what he's doing. Like Martin Short, who was also on that year in SNL, must have watched these Fernando Hideaway sketches and just wanted to fucking pull his hair out. Because you know who's really good at doing these kind of like old Hollywood guys is Martin Short. Yeah, he's the king. He he's the king the of king. doing that stuff. And yeah. and so Billy Chris, I'm not saying he ripped right. it off from Martin Short, um, but he wasn't good at it. Martin Short must have been watching from the wings and going, Jesus fucking Christ, what like. I should just be doing this. It would be actually funny, you know. It's Catherine Hepburn and all that, right? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but the fu- the funny thing is, is that like it's it's one thing I've learned, you know, one big takeaway in this show is how funny people thought this shit was. You know, there's so many people who were just screaming, laughing at this stuff, you know. 
And to the point where, like I said earlier, people still say, oh, you look marvelous, you know. Well, that's the Kath factor here. That's the real Kath factor, right? Yeah. Kath, Kath was saying that at the office. <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody knows yeah. a Kath. And if yeah. your Kath happens to be late 40s, then she knows that and yeah, she right. will say it. If she's a little bit younger, she won't because she won't know. <laughs> well, I, I when I played the other thing, I lost this one. So I think we were about a minute and a half in. Uh, this is my cross to bear when I'm editing, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Fuck, who cares? Oh my god, it was killing me when you started this song. It was like, oh Wait, my, it, god damn it, it's this. What other thing? Did, did, didn't didn't Martin Short do Ed Grimley during this same year? Yeah, Wasn't yeah, that his for sure. thing? His thing was Ed Grimley. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah but and, dude, like they, there was a ton of great stuff at say, this time. Right? I must say. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Time. Okay, yeah. And Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer did that Olympic swimmers yeah. one that was a still and also Mike Wallace. Yeah, the Minkman thing. Every fucking thing is awesome. I missed this season. Who was that that attorney that <laughs> that that uh, Martin Short played? Nathan Thurm. Nathan, Thurm, Nathan Thurm, yeah. Thurm. Yeah. Well, I so missed good. all this, you guys. I missed all oh, this. It, it was great. It was a single season, and there was a ton of funny stuff. And inside, here's another like to Damon's point. There inside of that single season, and again, this is not something that they had to reach for like deep into five seasons in. He went to like. Remember, he was that old black basketball uh, baseball player. Oh, God. He was like five different black faced guys inside of a single season, and it's not like <laughs> they do. Georgie, how many se- how many shows do they do? They do like fifteen or something. Not twenty two. It's not even twenty two. No, no, it's not. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't think Fuck. it's twenty two. Like, what are they burning themselves? <laughs> how burnt out are you that you got to do blackface again, Bill? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was just chock full of blackface and and. Uh... And so I don't, I don't get this, this, you look marvelous and all this. It just, even at the time it was, sound, it was so corny and I was super young back then. I was like, yeah. I don't know, maybe still in junior high or I guess not early high school. high yeah, school. That's yeah. the difference with you guys. Cause you guys are, I was 19 years old in 1985. So I was, right. I was out. It's a, like I didn't see any of this. I did not see any of this stuff. I'm just realizing missed opportunity. It sounds like George could have given young Aaron who only had a rope to keep him company. His TV. Whatever I could have. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. you weren't using it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was not. I had to go I over was... to Damon's house. <laughs> <laughs> I watched whatever they were watching. <laughs> this shit was just not funny, though. Um, okay, so. Let's hear this stupid I, fucking if, song. If, if I, certain, I'm new to it, so let me yeah, hear this thing. If there's certain egregious lines that are, are um, you know, like violently <laughs> unfunny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop it and explore. Here we go. Let's go. Which is deep inside my body. It's better to look good than to feel good. Get down! That was another line that he just, you know, kind of like beat to death was, it is better to look good than to feel good, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So he's just, he's just saying that just be obliterated and be dying on the inside and that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Darlings. Jane Meadow, like he's Tina Turner, Cindy Lauper, Madonna, all huge stars at, in 1985. Jane Meadows, what? <laughs> she the one of the Depends thing or the where you crap your pants thing later in life, right? Or is that June Allison? What? <laughs> it's like he had to do these things, like his like his mom loved these people, and he's like, my mom will. I'm doing this as a wink at my mom. Thanks yeah. for that. Thanks yeah. for putting us through it, ass. <laughs> oh. 
God, what a t- terrible concept this is. Mongus. Mouse. Her belly button is absolutely mouthless. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. That, that's, that, those are the uh, jokes. And that's what I said. Three minutes of please shut the fuck up. God, my <laughs> neck's starting to hurt. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Can't get comfortable. <laughs> and, oh. and, and the other thing that, that <sighs> George, I get it. If you're, if you're indeed telling us the truth, which, uh, you know, jury's still out. But if you, if you indeed were not home at the time, like, the, yes, you certainly didn't hear this on the radio, if, if at all. I mean, it was no. number 58. So it wasn't a huge radio hit. But it was on MTV a fuckload, as I recall, Aaron. Is that true? Yeah, this, yeah this video? of course it was. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was around. It was around for sure. Yeah. Like, because you and I, you know, certainly we weren't nightclubbing like fucking George White. Yeah. Uh, because, we were, but like, I mean, getting fucking close, like we were spending yeah. time like fucking around with chicks, like, like our time was monopolized by that. So we weren't listening to say Kiss FM that would play something like this yeah. in LA. And I knew it, and I knew that it existed. You know what I mean? And this was everywhere. So like my, I'm having a hard time uh, uh, resigning myself to to George's facts, but they are his facts. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've never heard this song before. I may mean, know what it is, but I, I know who he is. Right. But I've never, I did not know he had a song. Yeah, and I think that it was on like top forty radio for yeah. sure. Should like K Rock would never do radio. it. It's just one of these yeah, things of yeah. why they do this. Just mm-hmm. I know you capitalize on stuff, you know, when you have a big character like this. But and I didn't. And I was I I heard a, a recent interview with Christopher Guest, and I think it was with. I mean, it was just YouTube and me. I think it was it was Charlie Rose talking to him, and he talked to him about this season. And and then and only then did I realize it was only one season of Saturday Night Live that they were all on together. Yeah, it's only me recently knowing that. So, yeah, because yeah. you were checked out. Yeah, you like the it. things you're talking about, the things the Olympic guys and Nathan Thurm, and I don't know yeah. what that is. I don't know what any of that is. All right. Well, get caught up. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> get, catch up to nineteen eighty-five. Only seven days till the next show. Get, get caught up till nineteen eighty-five. Well, you're surprising me. This is what it's. This is. I want to hear this. The rest of this stupid. Fu- it's the whole thing. Just the, the girls naming something and him saying marvelous. Is that that was one little section, but they they sing the chorus. You look marvelous, or something like that. But how many uh, times does marvelous appear in this song? Is it seven hundred and fifty times? Yeah, it pretty much is. I get it. You look marvelous. It's his catchphrase. Fuck. If one person chose the drinking game and chose marvelous and the other person chose cock, both of them, it would be even Steven. They're drunk. Well, oh Aaron's right. Like it wasn't a huge, like a, obviously not a, like a top 10 hit or something, but there's a good chance that a young South Pass Lass was finger blasted while this was playing in the background. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> If anything would make you want to, you know, give yourself over, it's fucking, it's Fernando's Hideaway song. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Carrying on a little bit here. And we'll, we'll get to some more, more of the sterling humor. Oh, that's another another one. Look, there's Sting looking for his last name in the dip. And actually Sting is in the video taking a bite of a chip and kind of rolling his eyes at Fernando. Oh, I'm gonna punch you in the fucking nose. That's fucking <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't Billy Crystal in black sting face. It was actually Sting in the <laughs> at, video. At least he didn't get. At least he didn't get his own special on HBO. Or did he? <laughs> I don't know. What <laughs> yeah, Fernando Rattellini. Fuck. <laughs> Here we go. I am what love is all about. I've got American teeth and a Spanish mouth. Please. 
Hold me while I tangle. So, my dear, it's been a blast. You were not my first. A finger blast. <laughs> you won't be my last. Ciao. I've got a mumbo. Nothing lasts forever, darling. But it's not the end of the world. When I was fired by Paramount, there was still MGM. Yeah, he's doing old studio jokes, like old movie studio jokes. For older people that remember who Fernando Lamas is, because yeah. I guess the funny thing is here, or maybe I'm the example of it, is that people 19 years old then didn't... I, I, don't, I mean, I know who Fernando Lamas is, and I know Lorenzo Lamas is his son, but I don't know who Fernando Lamas movies. I, I probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Like, yeah. I have no interest in that, so I don't know why the impression would even be funny to me if... I don't know who it is. I didn't know who it was either when, when so, I first saw Billy Crystal doing this. And perhaps you guys were young enough that, or kids enough that you just thought it was funny or something. It was, yeah, it was just that yeah, stupid yeah, line right. where you look yeah. mop. I know it, that. that yeah. The thing with that line, though, it like almost instantly became, you know, not only is he doing it in like Diet Pepsi commercials and stuff like I just played you, but it almost instantly became like, you know, what you talking about, Willis, or something where, right. like... You expected it from different strokes, like you, you, there would be this kind of roll up to, the, you know, the camera would cut to Gary Coleman, and then he would do that face, put his lip out, yeah, put his lip out, and go, <laughs> what you do? And then the audience would like kind of laugh, but it, it got more and more tepid as this as the season because yeah. people were, knew it was coming, felt obligated to laugh, and that's how I felt about you look marvelous after like a I don't know seeing it five times or something. It was just like. Here it comes. And and it was all, by the way, it was all improv. So whenever he didn't have anything to say in these stupid fucking interviews, he would just, but you look marvelous. He would just stick right, that right. in. <laughs> right, so right. it was even worse. <laughs> Go to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this is a terrible part of history that I'm now reliving yeah. or living so, for the first time. Maybe it's worse. <laughs> oh, by the way, there's a, there's also like another <sighs> that I, 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 you know, spared you guys this, but on the same level as that diet Pepsi commercial, uh, during the Jerry Lewis, you know, muscular dystrophy telethon, um, they do this little gag where Jerry calls Billy at home, who couldn't be there tonight because he's got film. He's got a film in the morning or something. And then Billy, it's really weird, awkward setup. Like Billy then calls Fernando, and it's pre-recorded Billy doing Fernando oh. talking to Billy sitting in his yeah. chair at home. And then they, the screen opens up, and then Jerry's talking to them, too. <laughs> and it's like three of them trying to coordinate this 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 fucking thing. And lie. It's just so bad. It's so fucking stupid. But even, you know, they, they knew, like, man, if we could get Billy Crystal doing his You Look Marvelous bullshit on this, maybe we'll get it, make a couple extra bucks for the for the kids. So it just was so – it was just awful. It was everywhere, and it was awful. I wonder if there's a movie in the pipeline that never got made. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're right, George. I have to imagine. Like, it was pitched. It would have been paid for by the uh, uh, RNC, for sure. Like, <laughs> all the fucking dopey Republicans fucking loved it. Sorry, George. But, like, you, you, were out of, then. You, you were out by this time. But, jeez, Louise. Although, it's I like was fully in in 1985. And they're all fucking down with somebody fucking culturally appropriating everything fucking assholes uh, so i don't know I, we'll, we'll play a little bit more but i don't really care that much you, you got a taste of it for sure but i um, sure did the only thing i i realized <laughs> I, I couldn't find anything about the original album like who produced it what what other songs were on it it was an actual album it was called you look marvelous spelled wow, what a surprise way. really no, what, wow no, but, it was, <laughs> but here's the kicker 15 years later in the year 2000 an album came out called Marvelous, spelled the M-A-H way, just Marvelous, 
with a and with this song on it with a bunch of other like of his comedy songs and and bits and i can't tell if they're current <laughs> bits at, in 2000 or if he just recycled old bits because he's still doing howard cosell impressions and stuff oh yeah i was gonna say yeah he did <laughs> and, that right and then and then on the cover in the year 2000 he's sammy davis jr in blackface <laughs> wow fucking good job bill <laughs> wow. good job so i don't i guess the final qu- takeaway question for us which we can move on is was billy an all right guy who just meant well, but he just, you know, maybe not our comedy cup of tea, or was he an insufferable douche? I, I'm, I don't know. For, for me, I, I like, I like Billy. I mean, this, 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 this song aside, I like, <laughs> and I liked him. I liked him as uh, Jody on Soap. I did I like him on that. Maybe yeah. it's his first job. Of course, I love when Harry met Sally. That's a great. And he's a major talent. He's a major talent, and yeah. there's no denying yeah, the fact yeah. that he's a major talent. I was yeah. gonna say it's. I had the same thought that you guys just had, which is. I like a lot of his movies because he, when he's acting, he's and he's he's a kind of light comedic actor, but also can yeah. be serious and and he's good. I, I'm always enjoying him in that, but maybe he's just not that funny. Yeah, I and I I don't and and I know what you mean because there's another side where I don't like his. I, I don't know if this is even right. His fucking Mister Saturday Night and his afternoons with yeah. Maury or where the fuck all that is. His one man show kind of. Yeah, that he's stuff like who's he the did? other song we did where the guy was crying for the, the oh billy joel what, what's with all these fucking billies and they're fucking <laughs> yankees and dodgers and shit right his you know billy crystal yeah. seemed like the type of guy who was sad when the dodgers left and was mad at him or something you know yeah. that was his whole his whole deal yeah. but yeah, there's something about him that's a little irritating yeah and I, I was you know what i was interested in is that over the last year maybe which i never went and found was he did a show with like tiffany haddish that was on Comedy Central, like a not a variety show, like a sitcom where maybe he was an old Hollywood guy, and I don't even know the plot of it. And I was interested, like, how did the two of them get together? Like, oh, he's decided- doing his his old Jewish character who eats soup, and and is that what it is? Co- okay, well, yeah, yeah, he did that guy a lot. Yeah. Um. So you know, this is we've been on this long enough. I'm going to see if there's anything other stupid line coming up, and then we'll, we'll okay. Just, <laughs> Any we're other done. stupid person yeah. where he's going to say it's marvelous afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> it's All right, not. just a few more seconds. I, I swear. I love you, young people today. With your rock and roll, like a Eddie Van Heflin. Oh God, yeah. Okay. Um. Did he say Eddie Van Heflin? Yeah. Is that exactly. what he just said? Yeah. Oh, I, I think we can end on that. <laughs> Cause, and then the girls go, Van Halen. And then he goes, whatever. He's marvelous. <laughs> yeah, he's marvelous. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm done. Okay. Fuck, fuck okay. you, Billy. Oh, God. Is that okay. enough, George? Yeah, that's that fucking enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. 1985, Billy Crystal, and you look marvelous. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Aaron, do you have a little uh, walk up to this gem? <laughs> I cannot believe you played that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, as as it often happens in, in this showgram that we make here, um, where there is bizarre through lines, uh, where our uh we have we are the Gitmo Bros and we uh, we think with one tri legged brain sometimes. <laughs> and uh a lot of the evil that has been wrought on us already uh will appear in my song too. Pylon um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is it is fucking it is it is so gnarly. And you know, this is this is an artist who I have deep love and affection for making a horrible error 
Yeah, these are just, these are rare, and, Aaron. Because where we uh, artists we like, where we do a torture song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's like, and I have a ton of you know. That's it's part of the whole argument that I'll have to make about it. But like, it is. Uh, yeah, this comes from the aggressive appropriation department. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so like, let's just let it go. Okay, here we go. Spin Aaron's it. torture for George. <sighs> here we go. I like the picture already. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Some they do. Some they don't do. Some they won't do. Some won't even try. Oh my god. Is this Neil Diamond? <laughs> it is. It is Neil. Neil Diamond. Doing from the album Serenade, 1974. He's old enough to know better. Uh, and and uh, this is this is a song called Reggae Strut. I was just going to say, is this this banana boat thing? Okay, which is which is, which is featuring feature proudly featuring way up front as Neil is 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 want to do. Like he sounds like he's in the. He sound, if you're listening to it in the car, it always sounds like Neil is just over your right shoulder, <laughs> <laughs> like in your ear. And and this features Neil's. Uh, the only time this has ever happened is his 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 faux Jamaican by way of Brooklyn patois. <laughs> that sounds so insanely inappropriate coming out of his face. Yeah, the, um, the first utterance where he's just going, yeah, he, it was already went, oh boy, here we go. Day, here day, go. someday, someday do, do. And, and like, it's aggressive. Like he's doing, he's fucking doing banana boat level patois copping. Now I will say like a lot of people, if you listen to this pod, you know that I worship at the, uh, at the altar, as does Damon at the altar of the police. And They've been accused of that sting specifically from time to time, but it is a flavor, not the entire delivery. And sting would never have been caught dead doing this level, uh, situation now. And it, and it, it is exacerbated by the fact that Neil is such, has such a middle of the road delivery. Neil's got a lot of pluses, but one of them, it, it, there's some, there's just no grit in what Neil does when he's doing this era. Um, and so it, it really puts a spotlight on this weird, this weird Billy Crystal level. Of, like, <laughs> what are you doing? It's not marvelous. Neil, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is not, this is no longer amusing to like your friends. You know, this is, this is a uh, you know, hate crime. <laughs> Ooh, nice, nice callback. Yes. You know, I like to bring broadcasting. Um, so let, let's listen to it some more. Uh, and uh, let's just let, let, let us, let him take you there. Then I'll break down a bit of what he's saying. Let's bathe okay. in the patois. Oh. Yeah. Oof. By the way, the feathered hair is magnificent. I, I have to yeah. give him that. No, like, like I want to cover a few things about Neil in that regard. And, uh, George, it may be worthwhile just for you to do a Google image search on the album cover Serenade by Neil Diamond. Okay. Just just to see the picture and, it's, and, and the hair in, in all its feathered glory. It's, and this is the Mutton Chops era, too? Uh, sort of, yeah. Not the big giant ones. He's got chops for sure, but uh, it's the hair that's going to really uh, push you over the edge. But here we okay. go. By the way, no Jamaican has ever had that hair. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All reports indicate. Even if they might have been interested in it, yeah. they would have said, no, that's dumb. <laughs> no. no, no, no. But it's also awesome. <laughs> 
That's the hair that sprouts out when you listen to Rocky. That's right. Oh, this hair. Ooh, and he's got the Jaeger glasses on, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing the Jaegers. It's fucking, yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah. How are you to know? Well, you got to go and dusk it. How are you going to ask it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it surely can't be that that enunciated and that gnarly. Like this, it oh. seems like this is the one where he's like, as a fucking joke, I'm gonna hardcore it. He sounds like me saying brakits. Your your clam is better than this. <laughs> uh, so 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 it's it's called it's called reggae strut and. <laughs> nearest I can figure, nearest I can figure is that the judging by the lyrical content, I, I, I think that it's he Neil is curious as to whether or not Gal X is interest it might be interested in strutting, <laughs> specifically reggae strutting, and, and he's letting us know that the only way to find out is you've got to you've just got to ask her, and so I do appreciate that Neil is asking what's probably a rhetorical question, but he's also got a solution for us. And, you know, may, I guess that's probably the professional songwriter in him doesn't want to leave us hanging. So at least he's responsible with that, but loses all that credibility as a songwriter <laughs> yeah, right. with the choices here. Now, the producer should have set the studio on fire. I was going <laughs> to say, punch, knocked him out. <laughs> right. or, or, yeah, like drug him, pass him out, and and then ship him off to a place where they don't have recording studios and let him find his own way home. Like under the sea. <laughs> right? He'd wake up at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and he's fine. He's just in one of those old school. Yeah. Like a, like a dive helmet, head. a big dive yeah, helmet. Yeah, yeah. Where am I? Why am I down here? Super long hose going all the way back to Hollywood. All the way back to LA. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll just head back. But like, so. so he has I, a talk it, back button too. <laughs> Hello? Like, is, Tom? Is this, this is a very Tom? small vocal booth. Very small vocal booth. <laughs> is this one of them new ones? <laughs> and so so he's it, it, it's 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 so brutal and like I, I i guess that it just smells like he's just like uh like just chasing a trend you know or maybe he had gone i think this is a right around the time that um elton john did a song that was kind of like this i'm assuming stevie wonder did reggae woman song too right around? you know and so there was a flavor in the air uh, this was happening, you know, this was happening across the pond in a major way. And I think that people like him, sort of like in a Dennis D. Youngian <laughs> uh, f- freak out of like, why can't I have fun in an island vibe? Why yeah. can't I? Like, But he is one of those guys where like, uh, my wife said it best. She was talking about like, uh, certain actors are just who they are. And like, no one would ever buy Robert De Niro as a farmer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's just like I'm all about the land. You know, no one will would buy him ever that way. In much the same way that Neil, he's not gonna, it's not gonna work for you, Neil. Doing this, yeah, and it's ill advised in a number of ways. But it also just sounds false coming out of him, who is incredibly earnest. I would say like that, and that is the thing that kept him out of the hipster crowd because he is as hard on his sleeve, sort of the way. Like there are many parallels, I think, to Phil Collins. And like where they come from as far as like where their heart is and what they like to write about. Like, uh, my heart is broken. My heart is full. I love you. I am, I miss you. Bump up, 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 up. You know, that's not always true, 
There's some interesting things he's, that Neil did, like Solitary Man's a really interesting song as far as like what's happening in it if you break it apart. But this is just weird because it's so much, all I feel is the hate crime coming <laughs> off of it. And it seems like something that somebody should have talked to him about. But 1974, he's already had a bunch of big hits. Maybe there was no talking to him. Maybe. Yeah, they're like when Mick Mick Jagger would do these these kind of uh, reggae things with the Stones once in a while in this era. As and McCartney, that little section in "Live and Let Die" is is very reggae. You know what does it matter to you? That part. Yes. Um, but what they did for the most part is something that I was told when I I very long time ago uh, I joined this little country swing trio. Wow. And yeah, and it was just like two guys who were big enthusiasts and they were friends of mine. They asked if I could drum along and I said, sure. And they even gave me a couple songs to sing. And uh, I think I wrote a couple too, actually, but who cares? Um, but I would take, they would let me sing a couple songs. And because I'd never been in a country swing band before, I would just naturally, as as you probably would do, is start putting a little twang in your voice when you're singing it, right? When right. the guys stopped yeah. me and said, look, that's going to make it sound fake. If you just use right. your real voice, your real singing voice, over a country backing, it's going to sound real. And they were fucking right. It still, right. it was, it sounded way cooler. They were, the, I mean, they were better singers than me. So I, I could even just make the argument that they, they did practice what they preached. And it was, it just, they were making the, very gently making the point, dude, don't sound corny. Don't put a, tw- a country twang in your voice. When right. You're a country like, song. There's a decent melody happening here. Yeah, it's, if if he had just sung it like Neil Diamond, I think yeah. we would we might all be enjoying the song a lot. Yeah, and the, the band and the band is going to do a flavor, and there's no reason that he can't do a flavor, none at fucking all. Yeah, it is completely ruined by like take off, you know, rewrite the lyrics so it's not someday do, someday don't. Like <laughs> that is a fucking that is a pile of vomit. It's someday so do. <laughs> what did he say in that second part that we just heard? I don't even understand. Someday it. don't do. <laughs> okay, because it sounds, you know, because is he so? I so mean, he goes, he goes, he goes. Uh, maybe you like to dance it. Maybe you like to chance it. Maybe you like to try. Maybe lady do reggae strut. Okay, how brutal oh. is that? That's like that's like it's like somebody. It's like fucking Victor Lundberg being racist with his friends around the grill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they've had a few pops, and they're going to say some racist, fucking heinous shit. Yeah, you know, a colored and, fella, a Chinese, and a duck walk into a bar. Yeah, right? It, Did you hear like that, that one, Steve? Aaron, they had just seen, let's say, Harry Belafonte on Ed Sullivan right. the night right. before. And so, the, hey, did you catch Belafonte? On? And then they start going into his accent. Oh, <laughs> banana boat, eh, mana? And then they all start cracking up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. And it, it's 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 really uncomfortable <laughs> to hear. And, like, from I, I, I feel like where it comes to me, I, I go back to thinking about it. And I think that, like, there's – I feel protective of Neil Diamond. And he – He's very easy. He made himself easy to make fun of, especially by hipsters. And I, I reject that entirely, entirely. Neil Diamond gives a shit. He's a fucking dynamite performer. He leaves it all on the stage in a very real sort of gutsy rocking kind of way, you know? Uh, and he's showbiz. Yes, certainly. But why is that fucking a crime, you know? And so, like, and he sort of stuck out like a sore thumb watching, like, The Last Waltz. If you watch The Last Waltz, his inclusion there seems a little weird. And you can see fucking fuckers like Neil Young looking out of the side of their neck at him because he's not hip and, and, and you know. Remind me what song he did with the band? 
Ah, uh, fuck. He didn't. He did one in the show. He did one of his. I think it was. Uh, I think it might have been Sweet Caroline. But it's one of his. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, because they were covering other people's songs on that. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And so he comes on, but he sort of sticks out like a sore thumb. And I've always, and it's always made me uncomfortable watching that because I'm like, leave him alone. He's fucking great, and he's happy to be here. And he, the band he wouldn't have invited him on if they didn't like him. No, and it's and it's not them that's being shitty to him. It's like you can sort of pick up that like Joni Mitchell maybe, and 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 the other, and and like as I say, Neil Young is being shitty about it. Like he's not hip with the rest of the boys. Suddenly I'm on Leonard Skinner's side in the beef. <laughs> I know. Like I don't like it. I don't like people making fun of Neil Neil Diamond because he's a great fucking writer and he tries very hard and is incredibly effective. And he doesn't give a shit what any of those fuckers say, especially the hipsters. However, fucking this song. <laughs> doesn't it feel you know, like he went to Jamaica – on vacation totally, totally. he's got he's got sand yeah. all up in his yeah, brain yeah, yeah, and, and he, he can't think <laughs> yeah and have either, have either of you ever been to jamaica no no okay because i've been a lot because because we our family has a hotel there that we've had since since the 50s well it's, a, diff it's a different one now i you know all i get's a raid i don't own i don't own anything but <laughs> my point about I, now we got to do that we got to do the pod coming from the from the island yeah Live pod from george's yeah. hotel yeah. <laughs> i was emailing with my cousin cousin today about going there in spring but my my point is my mom you know spent seventh and eighth grade there and it's always oh, been man. a part of our life and i've been to jamaica and been to the hotel called the jamaica inn i've been there geez 10 times in my life and there's something Why do you about hate reggae so much huh what do you, you hate reggae, reggae so much? I, 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 what I was going to say is, is I think that he experienced the same thing everybody does. all the does consequences here. of George. Like, where I go, wait, what? It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make sense. When, so when, when you go, I think this is happening to Neil Diamond, though. When you go there and they're, they're right. speaking it's pigeon English, is what, and they're speaking English, and you, you don't realize it when you first get there because you're trying, but about two or three days in, your ear gets trained. To you like, oh, this is English. I just have to think about this a little differently. And it's sort of this revelation to you. It happens to me every time. And you're like, oh, now I understand what these guys are saying. And they seem so charming and so wonderful and it's so great there. And I th and then and then I remember my mom asking, like, Hey, um, can I get a joint? And I'm not kidding, they bring you a fucking baseball bat. They bring you a fucking like it's a, it looks like comedy. You're like, Well, I said a joint, not a fucking cigar. It gets ridiculous. <laughs> and, and you're just so happy and it's so great and and there's just it's wonderful to be yeah, he's there. full of joy it feels it, it like it does like it does. neil was full of joy and fun yeah, and he's like i don't does. understand like and here's it why can't i do and, this and no one right. told him no much like um like we said with the with sean combs and it's, why right. can't i do this godzilla thing like and no one said no you shouldn't do this and this was apparently this is the first time and the last time that neil ever did an album where it was only his songs yeah. So maybe he was so full of fun and still a little sunburned from the trip. Yeah, totally. And so he wasn't thinking right, but he was also <laughs> missing the freedom of being on vacation, you know? And so yeah. he wanted to put it and not just touch it. Like, I can imagine a scenario in which his producer, uh, Tom Catalano, <laughs> was like, what if it was a flavor, Neil? Just, like, why yeah. does it have to be like grape jelly? You're like right. why, why is it like a hint Neil, i'm a asking little, you it's a little bit right it's a little bit of strawberry preserves that's it there's no right, like, it's a little what, bit of dope if, smoke here not the fucking yeah, what baseball if somebody bat. just walked by the room and you could smell just a bit like we don't need to be inside of the joint neil you yeah, know no no he the, the, no and, and 74 is about the top of the hill from him is isn't it i mean he's really 
he's the well, shit. He, I mean, then I mean, all through the seventies, yeah, well, I mean, but when did Sweet well, Caroline I mean, he come only out? Got, he only got bigger. Yeah, because like America and fucking all the fucking jazz singer and shit. Like this is this, this is before he's become like yeah, right. before he's a phenomenon. He was famous, and then he became an icon by right. around eighty. I right. Would say. True. Okay. And this you is know. the beginning of that, right around seventy four. Yeah. Yeah, because like the greatest hits record had come out. The first one had come out the year before this. Yeah, see. Okay. That when so I like think of him, this seems like the yeah. creamy center yeah, for him. Like yeah, yeah, he's hauling right. he's hauling downhill with like in yeah. a good way. Yeah. Like he's like there is no nothing is in his way except himself. And reggae. And yeah, and, and why yeah. can I guarantee you he either joined the hotel band or he and his people, he and his guys went out to a club in in Jamaica and he he did a few songs and thought, Yeah, I'm good at this. And right. just, so, so yeah, some it, it, yeah. some broad or some some yep. lackey was like, Hey Neil, looks great. You know, in like yeah. you know, Memphis Mafia style. He's like, Okay. And the and the and the reggae guys accepted him because he's Neil Diamond and he got up and did a song. And also can, can we so when he originally did Red Red Wine, that's his song, right? But then UB40 mm-hmm. did it in yeah. a reggae style, and Red Red Run his his isn't that way. It's yeah, it's like he, yeah. yeah, and he could have he could have put some of that flavor on. And had he fucking had this been a Red Red Wine right vibe, been great. It's a right. <laughs> it's you know it's a blameless thing, and like and, and stop it with the like the word you're fucking around with the language too like in a, in a it would then become sort of racist and like i don't think that neil diamond is a racist <laughs> no. but like fucking shit neil it doesn't age well and like and i'll say this one thing more i think this got fucking buried i'd never i know a lot about neil i didn't own serenade but i know a lot about neil and i listened to a lot of neil and I didn't find a song. I was talking to Josh Pickering, and he was talking. I, maybe he was talking to a young friend about the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe about the, about this show. Yeah. And and that person said, "Oh, have you heard this pile of fucking <laughs> like, garbage heap?" <laughs> and then and so and he brought it up to me. So all love out to that gal and to uh, JP. Yeah. Uh, but like fucking hell, like it. And I heard it. I was like, "Oh Lord." This is amazing. And I know that that George is afraid of reggae, so I was like, oh, this is perfect for George. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do hate reggae. <laughs> so that and fish. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Well, Let's hear some more. We're barely into this, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a hearty 28 seconds into this. <laughs> by, by the, <laughs> Almost four-minute song. I, I, hate fi- I hate fish, and uh, I hate reggae, and yet I l- want to go to an island with Jamaica's with the best place in the world. Right. Why? <laughs> Yeah, Surrounded by strange. ocean and reggae. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all part of the rich tapestry that is George White. Oh, God. The, uh, okay, let's hear the rest of this. I'm fascinated. <laughs> I heard it's a tradition for George when he gets off the plane to do a reggae strut to his hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a reggae strut. <laughs> oh, God. All right, here okay, we go. let's hear the rest of this. <laughs> all right. Maybe you move it by. me. Maybe you like to dance it. Maybe you like to chance it Maybe you like to try Maybe lady do reggae strut <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. unbelievable <laughs> I'm cringing over here but, Maybe hey, lady do reggae strut do, do some more Do some more Do some more Oh, God. oh Neil Maybe lady do reggae strut What? 
Maybe this is what Neil Young and Joni Mitchell were laughing at. <laughs> they were right all along. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't coming at it from a hipster perspective. They were coming at it from a hate crime protection unit God, perspective. God. Hey, Neil, you going to do reggae strut? <laughs> Dude, you should do reggae strut. You can do RS. <laughs> we, we're, we should go to the next show and hold it up on a sign. Reggae strut. <laughs> Just hold it up. And we're, and we're of course, all dressed in blackface with, with um, dreads on. That's <laughs> all these guys do. Yeah. We look like Dan Aykroyd from the train scene. Exactly. And training places. exactly. This is exactly what we I look like. Me do hope. Hey, man. <laughs> By the way, no. there is a there is a 12-minute version of this song. No, there's not. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Does it come with a baseball bat joint? Because it would have to. <laughs> they had to give you this. This is going to be 12 minutes. Take this. Maybe I'm not going to get through this. Struck. Yes, you are. <laughs> He's also dangerously close to calling her reggae slut. You know what I mean? Like he could a slip of the tongue and it's all over. That's right. All right, come on, let's get let's get through this. Okay, go. I know I'm the one who keeps stopping it, but still. By the way, I'm not too knocked out by the band either. There's there's re- very little reggae going. Like the drummer thinks no, he's doing not. reggae, but he's just it's playing not. four on the floor and awful some... awful lot of guys named Keith in that band. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I hear a a steel drum, but that's yeah. the only thing that's giving this any sort of quote authenticity because it's just a piano and a bass. And yeah, it's not reggae sounding at it, all. Yeah, at all. No, no, it's big, round, and edgeless, uh, and. And there's no lopping rhythm. So, like, I think that he was trying – I think that – my guess is that the producer was trying to, like, all right, he's forcing my hand where I got to make sure that there is no – that he's trying to put the sound of all the entire island yeah. <laughs> into his voice. And and so I have to put the, the sound of uh, Nebraska into the music. <laughs> yeah. You know? The bad. producer, whoever came up with the arrangement, it was going for more of a Caribbean thing. Right. Yeah, that's it. You're right. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And and the reggae patois is just sort of like that's probably like I bet you this crafty producer made Neil think it was his idea to do the Caribbean arrangement. <laughs> you know, because Neil came in thinking, well, we're just going to get a, a, a complete reggae thing going on here, and the other guy kind of like edged him in the other direction, right? Yeah, you'd say we can't. You know, your your fans don't want to hear you do. A fucking uh, Bunny Whaler record. They do not. I'm <laughs> telling you that they don't. We're gonna bury this third from you know you know second from last on on side two under protest. <laughs> but Neil's like fucking rolling them, smoking them, eating them. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the session, dude? Just in there. Oh Lord. All right. <laughs> What did he just say? Oh, yeah. Pull that thing? What did he say? <laughs> ting. Pull that ding, man. Oh, All God. I can think about now is him fucking dressed like uh, uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Right. In, 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 in jazz. Well, in jazz singer, remember, there's a part where he's he, they put on blackface. Yes. It's a big joke yes. in the fucking. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is brutal. Yeah. Like he was. And, and that was like four years after this, George. That's an excellent call. <laughs> what are you doing, Neil? <laughs> God damn it. I want to say something. Maybe it's a uh, Bill Crystal. 
I like to call him Bill when Bill. I get upset at him. Bill, Bill Crystal. Dr. Bill, Bill Crystal. <laughs> Bill Crystal, uh, when he's, when he's, when he's, he has, so, he's a Catskill guy and like yeah. he just oozes it out of his pores. Yeah. And I would say that he's probably not that much younger than Neil. Neil's probably got him by a decade, perhaps. Mm, yeah. But the point is, is that their, their extendo family were, were probably all Borscht Belt fans, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, like we're really into it. And so like, it's one of those things where like, and that's so deep in the culture that like, you cannot remove it. It cannot be removed. If you're turned no. on by it or you're, or the people who were in your ear in your most former formative years, that's where it'll stay. And so like the notion of those things that they find acceptable <laughs> are, are just locked in there, you know? And so yeah. maybe that blackface thing, Oh my God. <laughs> I bet you Neil's probably bummed that this is being brought up. You know he's a listener. You know he's listening. Yeah. You know he is. He's a listener. You know, no, he, I heard through the grapevine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a loathing head. <laughs> I hope they don't ever touch on me. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, so it is with love. Uh oh, Mon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put Mon at the end of everything. God. <laughs> so I say, I say with peace and love, and 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 uh, and oh, please, Neil. <laughs> Here we go. Play a little more. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. Let me tell you that someday wait. Someday can't wait. Someday won't wait. Some don't even try. He's actually backing off the, the patois a little bit here. Not that he, it's probably not intentional. He's probably just not good at it. And he just lost it after the first verse. Yeah, no, it is probably true that he's just like, I'm just, I just want to sing. This is you like know. the he's like the uh, the Kevin Costner of accents. <laughs> it goes in and out like in Robin Hood. Yeah, like, right yeah. <laughs> I'll do it a bit. I'll do it some. You guys, it turns out that you're in loathing aren't the worst impressionists on the planet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we thought we were, but it turns out, yeah, turns out Neil Diamond takes the cake. So Num- number one rocker, number five impressionist. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this is a weird line. Try, try like, try like me. Pick up the elbow higher. What? That must have been something he heard on the island. Yeah, yeah that's and, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and was like, "Ooh, what'd you say there?" And wrote it down, and then and then put it in his notes. Pick up the elbow higher. I guess that's like a dance move. Like, why would your elbows be up? Maybe, I don't know. Like, well, I'm putting my elbows up now and trying to figure it out, and I can't figure out what's going about? on. I, I think they're doing the, the funky chicken. Chicken dance? Germany chicken Chicken dance from Germany, the Oktoberfest dance? Yeah. Neil, you're a Watusi guy, maybe. You're not putting your elbows up anywhere. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Uh, all right, here we go. They put the light in. You got to dance it by. Maybe let it do reggae strut. There he is. That's a very Neil Diamond uh, phrase bounce around. Maybe let it do reggae, making the hips way, making it okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it sounds like he's rolling around and falls off a table. If he had just, you know what, he could have just not mentioned the concept of reggae and just sang it in his normal voice. This could have been like right. a classic Neil Young. I'm sorry, Neil Diamond song. 
if he had just not touched on any of the reggae stuff. Like I this, agree. You know, say the name, say reggae strut, say it, but say it like Neil Diamond says it in conversation. I'm saying don't say it. I, I was I'm saying, saying remove it. Like another say something else for the chorus. Yeah, just don't even talk about reggae. Just have this arrangement right. and sing yeah. it in your normal voice and write different lyrics that aren't. Don't don't you, know, you think though that that he by say he's pointing out that it's reggae. Like he has to have reggae in the title. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. He's trying so hard. There's I, I no reason. Neil. There's no reason to. Exactly. There's no and and also he could have. That's a racist hat on a racist hat. It we is. Get it. Yeah, it is. There's no reason. Oh, it's, this is reggae. Okay. Oh. When, <laughs> when someone in the, in the office like uses all the paper towels and doesn't replace it, you get that memo posted on the wall in the bathroom and it says, with the person who uses the last paper towel, please replace it. And then it's, it's underlined, it's bolded, it's italics, right. and it's in a different right. color. That's what Neil's doing with the title of this song. <laughs> he is. Maybe Lady we get do it. Reggae. It's reggae. What, and what <laughs> it's here doing reggae. Wow. Well, they also, it just, what both of you said was resonating with me that he could have just, and not saying this would be a good idea, but it'd be better that he could have just done the chorus, say, in that, in the reggae voice or thrown it in a little. It's the verses yeah. that are getting me where it's just, it, it's, it's, it's now gone into comical. Yeah. I would take removal in any way, any way possible. It's and not have strange. reggae in the title. You don't need that. Right, right. You know, How about Island like, Strut? How about that? You know, or you know what? You know, I, 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 Island Slut. I feel like this is insult to injury because I, I know I wouldn't expect this from Neil. I would expect it from like this seems like a song that like <laughs> Peter Chris would have had on his solo record. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're like what? All right, I guess. Same reason. You know? Did Jamaica and thought he could? Write. <laughs> yeah, same all the way across the board. Yeah, because you're somehow used to, accepted. You're used to Peter Chris making bad decisions. Yeah, it's not that, his job to be fucking uh, smooth thinker, right? And, and Neil <laughs> should know better. Way way better. Yeah. guys on the steel drum figured out exactly how, where to hit where on the drum to hit those three notes and they did not <laughs> no they didn't mess that it, yeah. up no and we're only going to play those and that's it and it just keeps going it's the same thing over and over again and and, and that that just part was that flutes or what was that it, it sounded, sounded like flutes yeah it's just like yeah, white people along doing jamaican music it's yeah. like the shittiest band like the hilton or whatever like it's right it just yeah, yeah. it's not this isn't reggae music <laughs> they would be the band it'd be a bunch of honkies in the take her easy lounge of the carnival cruise right there that's better yes exactly oh look and kath has a couple and starts you know oh i'm dancing to reggae music oh, right. oh look at me man uh, <laughs> you look marvelous shut up <laughs> all right carry on reggae strutting to the next part of the song yeah <laughs> Got the right what? What motion? What is he saying? You got the right motion. You got the right motion. You Mushan. got the right motion. 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 Yeah, that's the way. You got the right motion. You got the right notion. 
So you're 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 what you're doing is right, and the idea about it is right. If he says ocean nest, I'm gonna fucking break this microphone. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. fucking break it. <laughs> no, he's gonna tell you to dance it, dance it by whatever whatever that means. The Not ocean. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping the the Bills sign this great uh, cornerback out of Notre Dame next year. His name's Mushan Williams. <laughs> not, he's not even saying motion. It took me like five minutes to figure out he's saying motion. Right. He's saying Mushan. That's because I told yeah. you about the pigeon English. You need three days and you would understand. Neil. <laughs> okay. Did he say something about make you do hip sway and everything okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, hey, the lady do reggae, making the hip sway, moving it okay. Yeah, uh, that's his turnaround. I wish he'd turn around. <laughs> Neil fist himself. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Still, we were fisting myself in the studio. That's what he's doing to his career. Baby, baby, I fist myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was a better Jamaican than Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't take anymore. I'm the author of of this, and I I, I want to I want to. Yeah, burn the we book. we got there two and a half minutes, which I I'm That's proud plenty. of us. Plenty. So God. there you go, George. We've got um, <laughs> two Borscht Belt yeah. characters, Billy Billy Crystal with you look marvelous, and yeah, with with plenty of blackface to go around, and Neil Diamond with Regestrat. <laughs> So, well, where do you fall here, George? I'm, I, this, these are both horrible songs, but Reggae Strut is such a terrible left turner. It's horrible. Just Billy Crystal is tr- doing a comedy character, I guess. It's like a, there's a lot of novelty songs well, from quotes. that time yeah. that are yeah. bad yeah. from comedy. that time. Yeah. And I, but I was startled by it because I've never heard that. I've never heard Neil Diamond this song from Neil Diamond either. But it's just such a. It's it's impossible. It exists really. You can't yeah. even believe this is a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd like to pretend. He'd like to have like a go back and change the threads of time to no longer weave this racist jacket. No, I just <laughs> he wants to put this in the same vault where Jerry Lewis has his clown leading kids into the gas chamber movie. <laughs> the day the clown yeah. cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. This is this is the, <laughs> the day the reggae strutted. This 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 is. <laughs> This is the day the Marleys cried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. God the day Bob Marley it. cried, the day the Whalers wailed. I don't know. This is just fucking. And I'll, I will say, I will, I will say this about this song: that one of the reasons I don't like reggae is because it's just this sort of circular thing where it has no form. It just kind of is the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like about it. I think if you were a doper, you might find like if you were listening to good reggae that you might find it. But if you know it's not your bag, you that's know. what I was just going to I say. A lot that of people you have agree to be you. high. It's like the Grateful yeah. Dead. You must be on acid to understand it. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, right. And I. This is what happened to Neil. This is exactly. I'd love to know where he yeah. stayed and his story behind this song. I would love to hear that. Him yeah. explain <laughs> how he got to this. Neil ain't it. talking. Yeah, it, I'd like to hear his explanation in the reggae patois. <laughs> <laughs> well, you he see, man. You like and Neil, you're so... and you're like, I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm not. I'm, who am I talking to? You see, I went down to the islands, man, down to the ocean, and <laughs> there I he is. There he is. There's no. my guy. My guy. All right. Well, guess what, Aaron? You get to you get to reggae strut around the room because. <laughs> the winner. 
strut, 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 Aaron's the winner, man. Number one, man. You get all the bananas. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, reggae. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. All right. We're, 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 uh, we're cruising along here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> George was kind enough to be tortured, but now Majel, Majel's oh. going to kind of, uh, you know, when you, when you go to Jamaica, you get to go to a spa, and you'll probably hear your spa therapist say something like this. Sorbet. Decrease the yeast. <laughs> Diane yeast. Yeah. They take care of you on the on the outside and the inside. That's a good one. That's right. Decrease the yeast, Diane yeast. <laughs> Upstairs and down. <laughs> if you know what I mean, man. Decrease the yeast, Diane yeast. <laughs> I like it when I do it. I, 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 I drift into vampire. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Martin Landau. I want to like suck your mud, man. <laughs> All right, George. Okay, save well, us, George. Uh, what do you, will, what do you I, have I, to say? I'm specifically save you guys because I think you'll be surprised by my choice, and um, I, you're going to know it right away. And uh, I, I just love, I love this song. Go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what? This is this is a travesty coming from George, but a good travesty. It is. Here we go. Well, of course, we all know who this is and what this is. <laughs> it's the goddamn Beatles doing goddamn Drive My Car, which is- 33 a fair- episodes before they appeared. Yeah. It did. I, I, that's one of the things I thought. I thought, I can't believe with you guys, we haven't heard the Beatles yeah. yet. Well, t- technically, Tiffany snuck one in there. She did sneak <laughs> it. This is the same area. Yeah. I got a story about some of this, so play a little more, though, because it's great. Uh, I'd like to say a few words about this yep. song. It's Please only two and a half John minutes. Made an, John do. made an appearance earlier in the show. Who did? Not in this- John, uh, was, was oh god, with Yoko, Yoko I forgot that. Yeah, oh right. my god, how is that not on the worst? <laughs> He'd list? like you to forget it. He'd like you to forget it. <laughs> so yeah, the real quick, I, I've done a Beatles band before. Yeah, and you have no idea how much time and musicians who've ever played this aren't going to know exactly what I'm about yeah. to say. That intro, the near 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 near, it doesn't start on a one. Like someone counted, like Ringo went one, two, three, and then they they did on like a three and a half or something. Yeah. The guitar starts, and then because the bass comes in at a weird time, it all sounds yeah. if you if you're counting it in the room, and then the guys figure it out, you can get it done. But it's it doesn't. They're not doing what you think they're doing. Uh, so I invite anyone, uh, Joey, for <laughs> instance, to figure out where the one is when the song starts, because once Ringo kicks in playing, it's a, it's in a completely different uh, universe. So yeah, this is a this is a tricky little song, and and it's fucking great too. I have a lot to say, more to say about it, but we'll carry on, George. Please listen. Yes, uh, I want to hear it. So George, what do you have anything? I do. I do the. Um, I want. I would tell you guys how I came to this song, which I think you'll. I think you'll be amused by. So most of you know, I'm not a. It's not that I'm not a Beatles fan. I'm not the Beatles fan that you guys are. And 
but of course I love the Beatles and but I, I came to their music from hearing covers of other people doing it. You know? So when I'm in nineteen seventy eight, say, when I hear Aerosmith do come together, mm-hmm. I've probably never heard come together at that time. And I think it's great. And then I realize that's in Sgt. Pepper, and I know that's a Beatles thing and uh Cheap Trick doing Day Tripper. I love that song, and I and, and I know they're Beatles songs, but that's how I came. Even Motley Crue doing Helter Skelter, I came to the Beatles from hearing other people do it. So, same thing, same era of time when Tiffany. I'm I'm working at MCA Records. It's the, in 1987, say, and the Breakfast Club, which was Madonna's band before before she was Madonna, and they're signed to MCA. And so I'm listening to anything that. I can get my hands on because they're all free records and they, they make a first record. It goes, it goes pretty well. The song was called right on track. That was a big hit for them. And then they make, yeah. And they make a second record and MCA rejects it and doesn't, I never heard the record. I was, I'm still dying to hear what they did with their second record, but MCA rejects it. Uh, Just to clarify, did you say Madonna's band? Yeah, yeah, they were in. Yeah. Well, Madonna was the drummer in the Breakfast. She club. was the drummer, yeah. Yeah, and oh, was in, she wasn't still in the band at that point. Was no, she? no, no. She had left. She had left okay. by then, and that's largely, I think, why they got a deal. But they're still a good band. But so they, they get their second record rejected, and I realized that's happened. And they get forced into doing, believe it or not, covering this song for a for that stupid movie, License to Drive, with Corey oh. Haim and Corey Feldman, which yeah, is yeah. a Universal movie, and. And I listened to Drive My Car, and I've never heard Drive My Car. And, or at least I'm not aware of it, you know, I mean, maybe. But so I listen, I listen to it, and I think it's, I think it's a great song. I'm like, wow, this is a great song. And I really, and then I know it's a Beatles song. And when I, and I see the guys in Breakfast Club in the lobby of MCA Records. And, and I, I feel bad for them because their album got rejected and they don't seem very happy. And as they're walking out, I go, Hey, breakfast club. And they turn around and I go, Hey, drive my car. Great cover. And I could tell they were happy that someone from the label, even an intern acknowledged them and liked what they were doing. <laughs> and then they were instantly bummed out that it was a cover. Uh, no. And then, and, and, but then didn't you say they were forced to do it. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm guessing they were forced to do it like for this, for the soundtrack. You know, I guessing they were maybe they weren't, but I'm guessing that you re- they reject the album they did and they go, you guys gotta have to do this soundtrack now. One song, get I drive my car for this. I'm just guessing that's what happened. And and then and then I listened to the Beatles version and I'm like, oh, this version's this this is the, the Breakfast Club's is crap. It's awful. And I <laughs> I listened to it again just a few days ago and I hadn't heard it in 30 years probably. And I'm like, yeah, this version's really bad. It's just such a great song. Even they couldn't fuck it up. <laughs> and the, the Beatles has so much more energy. And, and I've always loved the song and just the 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 sentiment of it. And then I read about it today, which I had never done either, about how they were. Um, it was more of their, it was more of like a uh, thing into like Motown and soul for them yeah. is what they were doing. This is this. one of the funkiest and, Beatles songs ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, and I realized, oh, that's why I like it. And I read all the stuff about how they got there with it. And I was especially interested in that Paul said that he'd, they'd already done, like he said, they'd already done all their, all their, all their songs with I'll buy you a diamond ring kind of songs. And that's what he had written here. And then Lennon went, these, these lyrics are crap. They're too soft. We got to do better lyrics. And then Lennon helped him. And that's what, that's what made it into what it was, was the two of them, you know, collaborating like they did, but still the, the way he said it and the way it got there was interesting to me. 
Yeah, and they were they were falling back on that. Uh, the old blues writers would use that trick where they would just use a different term for sex. Right, exactly. Right. And so drive yeah. my car is kind of, it's, you know, basically a euphemism for boning, right? right? It's right. a total fucking Motown song. It's yeah. Like, or like, I mean, which the, uh, the, the tambo helps it do that, but it's clearly a band playing, like in a band, like that they're reacting about, they're reacting. It doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like instrumentalists playing so that a vocal group can come and do it. It sounds like right. the people who are singing are playing. So there's, there's space being left and stuff like that. It's so fucking funky. And I love the cowbell really in it too. The cow, I didn't, mm-hmm. I never really heard that before. And I it's read it loud. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh, that is a cowbell. Like, Oh wow. Yeah. Shit. That's great. It's just such a great, it's a great song. It's a, and it's so funky. It, I just, I, and they all collaborated on it. I read the whole part about how Harrison it, it listened to Otis Redding. I think his version of respect maybe, and how he put that part into it. And even his adding his vocals in some parts, to Lennon and McCartney's, which I love the way Lennon and McCartney sound together in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, they sound really, and I don't know if it's different than they've ever sounded, but to me it is. This is Paul very early version of him exploring that, that bluesy shouter voice that he would use throughout, you know, the rest of his career, as long as he could do it. Right, <laughs> he kind of yeah. had to abandon it after a while once he hit his like seventies or something. Right. But, but yeah, this is an early version of him. If you listen to him now, when I play it, it's like, he just really just, so much grit in in his voice, Har- yeah. and then John harmony harmonizing underneath. It sounds great. It does. Let's hear some more. Yeah. Yep. It's like this. This is not like. There's so many songs that you could do this with, but like this is one of those songs where if anybody ever wants to get snippy about Paul being soft, like there's like 1,200 versions of them just getting smacked down with the truth. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. he's the furthest yeah. thing from that. And what's more, what's better about him is that he can fucking do all styles. Yeah. There's nothing he can't do. Fuck right. off. <laughs> and do it the best. Not just fucking cop it like our man Neil Diamond with the reggae strut. This our is a mon? man who can destroy it. Yeah, like do it all. Drive my car, man. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. All right. All right. <laughs> I told that girl that my prospects were good. She said, baby, it's understood. Working for peanuts is all very That three-part harmony they do, it's great, going and, into the chorus, and that's so Harrison funky. coming in. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're like nobody does it better than them. They and don't. Like, it's it's so glorious when it happens, and it gives me goosebumps all the time. Yeah. To this I, day. Even, yeah. Even think about it. When I think about it, I you know, and I've tried to cop it in several songs. A, a song that Georgie and I did uses that moment directly. Um, something foxy this way comes oh it does it does <laughs> that's, that's right yes that's, that's it is that's what this is yeah. it yeah, is yeah. that's so right I, I forgot yeah, that so like yeah. it is it is liberally <laughs> used i never could get the band to get that even with, with i remember telling them that and i can't i couldn't even with larry i couldn't get them to get it i'm like no this has to sound like drive my car <laughs> yeah yeah and it's and it's very specific and like there's like the the fill that ringo just did and that happens from time to time throughout the song is that Dot, 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 right. dot. Yep. And, and it's so fucking rad and hard to remember what order he does. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking uh, it's so rad. There's nothing usual about this song. And it's very moments before they were playing fucking a taste of honey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's so nuts. What, what I love about it is especially in the verses, how sparse it is. And I believe, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, but isn't the bass and 
at Paul and yeah, George on lead yes. guitar playing the same line together. The same, that's the, the same whole thing, thing about yeah. it. Yeah, that they had they had they, ding, that was ding, the idea. Ding, of it. Ding, yes, ding, correct. Taxman yeah. style. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's and it's and it, but the rest of it is sparse. I mean, I don't even know if John's playing throughout the. You know, because usually if a Beatles song, like an earlier one, like let's say Twist and Shout or I Want to Hold Your Hand, like Lennon's just strumming through the entire song, right? Mm-hmm. This one, they decided to just drop him out. You know what it's I mean? Space, yeah. I think it's a piano or something. But anyway, let's listen to it. That's another three part right there that's not very noticeable, but George is in there too. Yeah. On the chorus. That is so fucking great. It is. Yeah. It is. It's it, that's when the Beatles get accused of sort of being, you know, a kitty band or something, doing those little touches. But that's that's fucking brilliant. It's so. Yeah. It, it not only is it like well executed, um, almost hitting a harmony that sounds like a horn, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just a it just perfect lead into the core. I mean, into the solo, you know. Right, and the, the low the low harmony in that triple always got me the beep 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 yeah right yeah totally and everybody just builds up on top of that one yeah and it's so rad and it's not the show we want it's not the show we want if if you're singing along to it in the car you would never choose that one but that's my fave yeah Yeah. it's a real real tour de force for george (laughs) it is (laughs) the um the uh uh do you think that speaking of george's do you think that it's george martin or paul on the piano in the song, do you think he went back and did it? Um, down, 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 down. Because the yeah, yeah. I I bet you that's Paul. I mean, they they only I think they only use really funky part George Martin for like the the more classical stuff. Right, right. Um, it probably says on the Wikipedia page who played it. That's what I'm looking right now. It's it says it says it said Paul Paul played the he overdubbed the slide guitar solo. That's him. Oh, yeah. holy yeah. shit! Who played mm-hmm. the piano? That's what I'm trying to look to see because they talked about how it had more of a um. It had more of a. It, those are like jazz notes. The, what like I was going to ask you guys that because I don't know enough to tell you like the down 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 in the chorus. What is that? It's kind of a sophisticated piano part, but like I think that he. I mean, certainly Paul is capable, um, but it seemed like one of those moments where like for ex for to expedite and get it done, just bring George Martin. In oh, there. sorry, no, Paul, Paul Paul McCartney overdubbed both the piano part and the slide guitar solo. There you go. There you go. Yep. Bum, 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 bum. To me, that's one of the best parts of the song is that part of the piano. Uh, in the it's, chorus? Yeah, it's a weird choice, but it, 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 it's poppy, but it's weird. It's a perfect little bridge. Yeah. Yeah. There's between... fucking 900 hooks in this song. There <laughs> is, there is, yeah. <laughs> Listen to how much fucking presence is in the bass part. Like, I know. And this is over 1,500 miles away. And, and there, there's so much presence in that fucking low end. There it's is. so great. God damn. Oh, 
speaking of, I love of that lyric. I love comedians. It. <laughs> yeah, like what a great little punchline. It's like it a, it's is, like yeah. a, it's like they set up this whole joke, you know, and then yeah, and then they hit you with the punchline at the end. It's just, yeah. it's fucking great. So and like resist doing it earlier. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so do you? Speaking of that, do you guys know that? I didn't. I, I read this part on the Wikipedia page. Was that? So do you know the whole story about Scylla Black and Bobby Willis and who that is? I know Scylla Black was, I believe, a, uh, one of their chums, singer from uh, Liverpool. And he would produce her, right? Or wrote and produced for her? No, I don't know. But what it says here is that, so Bobby Willis was the guy that was Brian Epstein's protege. And his girlfriend. Quote, unquote. Yeah, right. And his girlfriend <laughs> was named Scylla Black. And I guess there's a miniseries oh. called Scylla that was, that this is part of, but that, that this, this, they think that this was the joke of the song was that she thought she should be the star, not Bobby Willis, that she should be the big star. And she said stuff like she said, well, he's just the road manager. He should drive my car. I'm the star here. Not, not Bobby. That someone should recognize me as the star. And that, that Lennon thought that was funny. And that's why they landed on this as part of the song as, as what they were going to do, because like they were, as I said, they were, um, Paul had written these diamond ring lyrics like Can't Buy Me Love and that kind of thing. And they had done that all. And, and, and Lennon said, we had to make this different. And then they, and they settled on these lyrics. And they think that's what the reason behind it. Who, where did you, because I've never heard that before. What, yeah, I, I where did either. you get that from? It's just if you go to the Wikipedia and read Drive My oh. Drive My Car, that's it. Oh, okay. Because sometimes I feel like over the years, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Maybe it was a recently yeah. discovered story or something, yeah. and and like McCartney can even confirm it. But right. if you if you look over the years, there's always something com- someone coming out of the woodworks. Like there was a uh, a meter made in. And this is a true story. A right, meter yeah. made in London near where Paul lived, and her name was Rita, and she thought the song was about her. Right, right, exactly. Because she thinks I may have written a, him a ticket once or something, a parking ticket. And he saw my name. Like everyone wanted to kind of like insert themselves into the Beatles story. It's just it could yeah. have just been a weird coincidence that uh, that her name was Rita and she happened to be you know her job was to go around the streets near where Paul lived and so she she automatically connected the two. Also with Eleanor Rigby, there was a Eleanor Rigby gravestone in a Liverpool cemetery. And Paul swears that he, he named it after this actress that he knew Eleanor. And then he saw the name Rigby on a shop in Liverpool yeah. and just kind of put them together. And later everyone said, Oh, that Eleanor Rigby, that the song was based on it. Cause Paul would see that name on the gravestone when he would walk through. And it's like, and he even said like, yeah, I guess if John and I were walking through there, I may have seen it and subconsciously, like he was trying to give people a little bit of like, okay, sure. I don't want to be a total dick about this, yeah. but he's pretty clearly laid out how, where he came up with the two different names, right. Eleanor and Rigby. So I'm wondering if now this is getting back to my point. Mm-hmm. Did Scylla Black go, Oh yeah. One time I had an argument about a driver in a car in front of them. <laughs> and right. Yeah. I'm, that's whole song must be about me then, you know, and Maybe. I feel like I inspired yeah. them. I was their muse on this day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Because it's not like four Jackson and Jill that you're talking about. You're talking about the fucking Beatles. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, John Lennon and Paul McCartney are clever enough to come up with that story about a driver <laughs> in a car. Right. They, yeah. they kind of didn't need outside help. But so maybe maybe I'm wrong, you know, but uh, I've just never heard that story before. No, I, 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 I hadn't either. I hadn't heard any of this, but uh, but I thought it was interesting. And then and then also in here, it says that McCartney described the writing session as one of the stickiest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that meant he, it sounded like he and, and Lennon really disagreed about a lot of this. And someone named Bob Spitz, who I guess is a biographer, 
credited yeah. Lennon with the with the you know how this song it was his idea for the song. I could yeah I could see that because like you said D- McCartney was just going for the diamond rings bullshit and and John's right. like all right enough let's and come he knew up it was bad up. though but he did know it was bad he said he says in here like I I knew this was bad and we couldn't do this again and yeah. I knew it was I had the tune in my head but I knew we couldn't do another I'll buy you a diamond ring song so what are we gonna do. And I right. guess, and as we said before, that was the that was what made Lennon so great to inject himself into that and and change it. So yeah. the Beatles, man, you know. <laughs> and uh, before the song fades out here, which is yeah. about to do, uh, yeah. here's a little note for Joey: you cannot have the song funk and groove like this without Ringo playing drums. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this, yeah, this yeah. stone groove. He, he fucking cooks on everything he does. Go watch Get Back, the movie, especially the, you know, he's great in this in the rehearsals, but watch him when they're on the rooftop. It's like, and, and as we said earlier about the harmonies, like anyone thinks the Beatles were just a studio created thing, go watch the end of Get Back. Don't even watch the whole documentary. Just watch the last, what, 45 minutes of the, uh, of the rooftop. That's them fucking live nailing three-part harmonies. Under-rehearsed. 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 Brand, brand new songs. Nervous brand to play songs. on a freezing and, cold and, January and day. And falling apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything everything could go wrong was going wrong. Yeah. yeah. Believe me. And and, and, and not only did, did they sound fantastic, but the versions of those songs you've been hearing for the last 50 years are those versions of them playing on the, with, you know, right. very, no, there, there's no pro tools or anything back then. You're hearing the fucking live version when you listen to uh, Don't Let Me Down, you know? Yeah. So anyway, these guys are just so fucking great. They're they're otherworldly. They're goddamn wizards. And and if you've ever been in a Beatles band and tried to, I, the band I put together was kind of a unique version of a Beatles band. Um, that believe it or not, because uh, I have so much time these days, uh, I'm, I'm try, I might try to revive. <laughs> yeah. Because a couple of people are bugging me about how how much they want to do it. So anyway, that's I'll announce that later on the pod if it yeah. if it takes off. <laughs> but um, when we did it originally. With these are guys who graduated from like USC School of Music, and there's all classically trained, jazz trained guys, and we couldn't fucking get our way through a one Beatles song because they're they're way more complicated and tricky than you think they are. Oh yeah. So these guys are just like like I said, they're wizards. They they uh, otherworldly. You can't you can't top them. Okay, here we go. Yep. By the way, that's an album track. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. would be any other band's like most famous single of all time. They right. just kind of stuck it on an album. I know that's yeah. what I was. It was. So I, I want to ask you guys that because I don't know enough about the Beatles. But that. So that's the first song on Rubber Soul. Yes. Yes. That's what it said, and I, I wondered if and they were and they talked about when when I read about it that the that the rest of Rubber Soul is different than this song. It, yeah, it's the first time that the Beatles really started getting acoustic and folky they said folky, so I, my, yeah uh-huh. my my question to you guys is is do you think because i thought this was much later i know this was 1965 um is is this their sort of because the way paul talked about we'd done all the diamond ring songs is this their farewell to that kind of song you know that they did the i want to hold your hands and the can't buy me love and is this their is this the end of that for them and they move into something else after this or become something else 
Well, I mean, to me, there's there's always like you look on Revolver. There's still a few of those kinds of songs on there. You look Doctor Roberts, yeah, and Sergeant Pepper. There's still like, but like they start to get their layers start to become. They more become like a flaky biscuit, you know, like <laughs> right around now. We're like inside of a single song. It will look. It can often look. Oh, this is oh the Beatles. They're very they're very sort of bubblegummy and sweet, and they fucking aren't. <laughs> they they were they were they were way layered and even in the early days they were putting a lot of innuendo and stuff in and rougher stuff than than on the outside might appear and they did it with such grace and were so effortless that it made made it seem fucking easy it's fucking not and like they were they were I would agree that this is the beginning of that time where the layers really started to become more pronounced okay i believe rubber soul is kind of like a bridge between yeah the early, what you would consider like the early Beatlemania stuff, and then into the psychedelic era, which would kind of started with right. Revolver, and then just and like, Rubber Soul's like the dope record too. Like they find they were really getting a hold of dope yeah. around this time, yeah. and then it was AC, it was ACDC, it was LSD <laughs> um, on uh, Revolver, so they were starting. It was becoming a, a major part of what they were about. I read a whole yeah. thing about how that that maybe that this was the beginning of the time when they when Paul wouldn't do LSD and the rest of them did and it was causing a a rift between the him and the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. And then he eventually mm. took it and then admitted to a reporter and it caused a big scandal. I remember that. I remember he, seeing that. He did it like right, yeah. like right. once, and then right. they, yeah. everyone got on his ass. Right. Yeah. Right. When when so, John was like dropping it twice a day or something. Oh, and one more thing. Sorry, I'm such a beetle. Said no. You guys are here, <laughs> and I can ask you. So the other thing I read about here was that so that somebody, some soul musicians, I'm going to say, called were referred to Mick Jagger as Plastic Soul, mm -hmm. and then that's why they called this Rubber Soul. That was kind of a joke on that, or a little funny yeah. take on that. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Because they were saying, "Oh, this is your soul record." There's like, "Oh, it's like Plastic Soul." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and in fact there's a don't ask him to, to remember which song but you can look it yeah. up on yeah. and the Beatles anthology which was just a lot of outtakes and early yeah. versions of songs and stuff. And on one of the songs I think between takes or like at the end of the song you hear Paul go plastic soul man plastic soul kind of joking right. that that like I right. think he was implying that their version that they had just played wasn't that good and it was like plastic soul. That's what I read about. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what I read yeah. about. Yeah. Interesting. But this is a fucking great song. I just, I've, uh, you know, thanks to the Breakfast Club for bringing me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Thanks, Madonna. Thanks, Madonna, for you know, breaking up with David Gordon or whatever the guy was. They were living in the bottom of a synagogue. Yeah, right. <laughs> I read all about that, too. Would uh, George? Would you say this song was like in your top three Beatles, or like where do you where does this one stand? Because sure, I know, yeah, for sure. Taking yeah. into account that you're not a huge Beatles fan, but still, you probably have a handful that you love. I do, yeah, and this, this is one of them for sure. Awesome. This is what I'm for sure. And I love it. And I, and I didn't realize how funky it was. I, mean, I guess I did realize it. But when I really listened to it again, right, you know, the last few days, I listened to it again. I, I noticed the cowbell. I noticed the tambourine. All the stuff you guys said about the bass and guitar being the same. I I just enjoyed this song as a, a pop song. And I loved the lyric and loved the sentiment. I didn't really get into it like... You know, like you, when you're covering something, you really look into what is it, like you were saying, Damon, and how hard it is when it seems like it's easy or just this little pop song, but it's not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful sorbet. I mean, I'm I'm kind of thinking, trying to think if there's a better sorbet it's ever been done. I mean, it's about time we got the Beatles <laughs> on here, the, yeah. the real Beatles, not the <laughs> Tiffany. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the and the Simon machine. 
right. So so yeah, what do you what do you guys think about wrapping up this very very long this episode? It's a long one. It's a long episode one, yeah. 30. We give three. it back. We give it give it to the people. Give that extra stuff in these yeah. trying times. You have to. You have to. When you're the number one rockers, you have to. <laughs> Break off a slice, baby. <laughs> That's right. We give and give and give and don't ask for anything in return. And after those two horrible fucking impressions of foreign accents, we needed something that was real. I mean, fuck. What you- <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It was so weird. Really weird. Horrible accents. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Just what are the terrible, chances of that? Terrible, like, terrible fucking like, parody accents. <laughs> what are the fucking chances of that? I don't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know. Like mine seems like reasonable, I suppose, to think that I could arrive there. But like, for Damon to pick is. I know, right? <laughs> you know what, you guys? I swear I have no idea how that popped into my head. It just yeah. did. And, and there you go. Here we well, are. Now it's, it's in it. mind forever. Thanks. It's, from, it's from the same deep, dark well from which I drew don't drive drunk. You're right. I was, I was just going to say, there was the same reaction Aaron had. He's laughing his head off and going, oh, no, this isn't this, is it? This <laughs> right. one? And me going, what? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode 33. I would like to say we will put the uh, put a period at the end of this sentence. And it was always good being with Magitmo bros. We are the number one rockers forever. And don't you ever forget it. Don't make us come over there. And I would like to say thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week, Mon. See you later, Mon. Hey, Mon! <laughs> oh, no! Ear and loading. This podcast is getting deeper and deeper in the depths of depravity. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm, I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.